welcome to another episode of Our Kinky Kindles. That intro brought to you by Speak Now, Taylor's version. Horny version. Horny version. (laughs) Y'all, she released the horniest vault track there Uh, ever was. Ah, I, yeah, we did like a live react the morning of the release because... Mm -hmm. We're at the age where we're not getting up at midnight for getting up. Notice I said not staying up, waking up in the middle of the night at midnight because we were asleep. Yeah. And all y'all like West Coast folks, because it was released at midnight local time. So they got to hear it at nine. We got to move. (laughs) We got to move immediately. You got to take a nice little evening drive listening to speak now. What the hell? Hawaii people listening to it at 6 p.m. What's it like, y'all? You know how hard it is to live on the same time zone as Taylor Swift? (laughs) Do you know how miserable we are over here? Come it's on. So hard for us. Uh, <laughs> we have conservative politics and we have to wait till the middle of the fucking night to listen to Taylor Swift. God, but y'all, it dropped. We did a live react that morning. I, I of course, immediately texted K and H. H is our fellow Swifty. And I just. Kay was like, wait till you get to, I can see you. Because I definitely been, I'd been awake for like two hours. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> sure. And yeah, because you get up at an ungodly, ungodly hour. But I, I then got to it. Didn't I get to it once I got to Hotworks? You said you were dancing not in a the sponsor. sauna. <laughs> you were dancing in the sauna. <laughs> I could not stop. I would love to see someone who was able to listen to this song and not move their body. Oh, I not know. Not move their hips. It makes me like, want to like rub my body. <laughs> yes. Like, it's, it's it dirty. It makes her want to rub her body. <laughs> uh, Interpret of uh. that what you will. It is, this is, I think my response was like, is this the slutty version of mine? Because a, it is. A texted me and said, this is mine, parentheses, horny version. <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh so hard (laughs) this is literally mine horny version it's we didn't play the whole thing um because we don't want to get sued um because taylor taylor would be listening and she she would number one our kiki kindles fan yeah for sure we've looked at the demographics we know it's you taylor we have listeners in new york it's her brooklyn cornelia street she doesn't live in brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) whatever goddess universe you live in taylor um Yes, we know you're listening. And so we only li- we only played a little bit of it. Y'all, go to Spotify. Go to Spotify and listen to this magic and yes. report back. Beginning to end. Just let us know what your favorite song is. It's important to us. It is. We would love to discuss. You know who else would love to discuss and who is a Swifty? Allie Hazelwood. Allie the author Hazelwood. of this week's book, you all... We did not know this. So, A bought this book while we were on vacation. Yes. From the sweetest little bookstore there ever was. It's our favorite bookstore. We look forward to going to it when we're there. Like, so, of course, I had to buy, well, we can say where it is, Sundog Books in Seaside, Florida. Had to buy it. Of course. Yes. If you're ever in Seaside, Florida, stop by Sundog Books and know that we've been there. Many touching times. Touching fingers all over the books. <laughs> Mostly the contemporary romance yeah, section. specifically in the smut section. Yes. You can find us there. For sure. <laughs> um, but... Barnes and Noble has a special edition of this book that at the end there is like a playlist and a specific Taylor Swift song for every single chapter in this book with an explanation of why she picked that song. It is so it, it says exclusive edition Barnes and Noble. We debated going to Barnes and Noble. We literally this morning. so I just saw it this morning before we started recording and I'm like how much time like where's the closest one? Like let's go get it right now brilliant brilliant move we have mentioned together many times of like we should in all of our free time make a playlist for the books that we read specifically a Taylor Swift playlist because 
we're constantly coming up with lyrics that match oh, yeah, what absolutely. these what these heroines are saying, what our what our leads are saying, what they're experiencing. Taylor covers it at some point. And so Allie Hazelwood, the MVP of Romance Writers, she did this for us as a public service. She did. Yeah, I don't know if y'all have read other Allie Hazelwoods. We've read them all. Beautiful. Huge fans. Beautiful storytelling. Beautiful smut writing. Incredible characters. Women in STEM. Just is this, every, is this one of her bests? This I think this book is one of her best. Yeah. I, I mean, I loved Love on the Brain. Oh, God. Love I Hypothesis. Loved, the Love Hypothesis Changed my life. Sunscreen, come on. Oh, the sunscreen. Oh, we'll review that one time, yeah. sometime. But this book had me giggling and kicking my feet more than any other book I've read this year. It was, mm, I wanted to eat it up. Specifically, Jack. Specific. Oh, dear God. Yeah, I I want to like, there, there are a few books in this world that I get done with and I want to immediately restart. Because I'm like, that That was so much fun. And, it, and that's what Allie Hazelwood does so well. I have a good synopsis, too, where she kind of um, speaks to the power of Allie Hazelwood. But I, she just does such an incredible job mixing humor and brilliant, intelligent conversation. Like, what she covers is just... It's so good. She's like the Shonda Rhimes of like, like she just does it again. She does it again. She mm-hmm. does it again. And it's not just the smut. I mean, please give me six, seven pages of just a make out by all means. Oh my God. I was right there. I was on that windowsill. Yeah, I, I was. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. <laughs> Look, and I mean, the smut in here is so good. And oh, it's gorgeous. I mean, there are smuttier things that exist in this world. And I've read things that are way smuttier than this. But this mm. book had me blushing and just like shocked at the words that I was reading. Exactly. And that goes in. And, and again, like we've read like, you know, dirty, dirty stuff. This is I mean, it's still like, you know, very smutty, like an explicit in the sex scenes. But I think this goes to my point about how plot is, I don't know, maybe perhaps a little bit important because <laughs> it's because we have buy-in on their relationship. We have buy-in on Jack as a person. True, yeah. I we was have, sold on Jack Smith, Dr. Smith. Yeah. Oh Turner. my God. Jack fucking doctor. <laughs> Jack fucking in front Jonathan of Jonathan fucking Smith fucking Turner. <laughs> it's just, oh wow. If you, this is just, She's got something for everyone in it, but it also her the complexity of her characters. Oh, there I mean, she definitely writes from personal experience. Like I feel like so she good. puts parts of herself into these characters. And all like you can see in all of them that they have a similar thread all the way through. Yeah. Um, some demisexual, yeah. some some lack of confidence, some hard working energy. That is one thing I really love about her character. She knows what she does well and she sticks with it. Yeah. She's like, I this isn't something that I've experienced and this is real life. And she knows that other women have experienced yeah. this, especially women who are in STEM, who mm. have to feel like they have to overcompensate to compete with a very male dominated field. Yeah. Yes. If if I were a man and it you know, cue Taylor Swift. I I do she just articulates it so beautiful. You can tell when an author is writing for personal experience. Her pictures in the back of the book. I'm trying to get to it. She's just adorable. You can she just to to be so talented, like she's clearly so knowledgeable in STEM. She um what is her actual she was employment. In, I thought she was in neuroscience. Yeah, Allie Hazelwood, New York Times bestseller. 
as well as a writer of peer-reviewed articles about brain science in yep. which no one makes out and is and the ever after is not always happy <laughs> originally from italy she lived in germany and japan before moving to the u.s to pursue a phd in neuroscience she recently became a professor which absolutely terrifies her when she's not at work she can be found running eating cake pops or watching sci-fi movies with the two feline over- overlords nice and her slightly less feline husband um she the brilliance is that she just she understands human nature. Mm-hmm. Neuroscience is, it's a very interesting field, not something that I would ever want to do. But it's like, very people y, too. It, yeah, I mean, it's understanding how people's minds work, how their brains work. Yeah, and, it's it's not just about like surgery or like this is how, like this, like you have to understand people mm-hmm. if you're studying neuroscience. Yeah. And she's extremely smart. Like sometimes when I'm reading the, this book, she get, talks about particles and sure. stuff that I'm never going to understand. And I'm reading it and I'm like, am I the dumbest person to ever live? I know. As I actively <laughs> skim through some of the more like highbrow STEM stuff, I, that happens so rarely that in a smut book that I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? I know. It is, but it's so refreshing. Yeah. To be like, well, and like there were some words. Um, yes. And you're like, on the very first page, ignominy. So good. I was like, what is this word? So I had to look it up. It means shame. Yes, yes. So every, that ha- I made a note somewhere that I loved, because I have the physical book, because I got it at Sundog, because it means something to me. And every time I would want to like press down, because if you press down on your Kindle, yes. you can look up the word. And she's the only author that I have to like, not, that's not, I mean, yeah. Okay, I know words. Cool. But like, it. It's fun to be like, I don't know, what is it? it? It brings out a different curiosity. I think this, like, primes people perfectly to be sexually aroused. Oh, yeah. I think she understands, because she's a neuroscientist, she understands yeah. specifically how to arouse women. Oh, my because God. Because everything in this is just, like, this is how women experience sexuality. Yes. It's flirting. It's words. It's fighting. It's, it's tension. It's buildup. It's... The dissonance. It's yes. being wanted. Yes, it's a man begging to go down on you. Oh my god. It's like it's like lack of clarity, lack of clarity, and then it starts becoming clear and then that arousal of like, oh, it's I mean, it's like a symphony. Yes. I am not overreacting. I am a pretty dramatic person, but this like she she is a scientist. She's a is man witchcraft. who tells you exactly what he's thinking and feeling. Oh, does not hide behind weird games, weird metaphors, says, here's exactly what I would like to do. And and wants to empower you. He's to do the same. Yes, I think. And we will in depth get into that concept Mm -hmm. that she really highlights here, which is just absolutely incredible. But just this idea of like, this is what I want, but I am going to prioritize your wants and needs because I care for you as a human being. Like just like. I mean, streets and sheets, y'all. You know, like we like a little, a little bit of dominance in the bedroom mm-hmm. and the sheets. We're we're down for that. But just the the character growth and like how he facilitates her finding her voice, award winning. I don't know. I'm blown away. Yeah, I think the the word honesty is just going to be in my brain forever uh, now. Yes, yes, yes. So different personality proclivities <laughs> struggle with different things, right? I, I there I very much identify at one point in time with you know feeling silenced and feeling like I had to shape shift and mm-hmm. like be someone I wasn't. That has been my active growth edge for 
several years now. And so I, I very much identified with this. And I think this idea of like, what do I want? What do I need? Do I just show up for other people and what they want and need right. all the time? And to see her grow in this. Oh, it was beautiful. And yeah, this is definitely a common experience, especially for women who are raised in the South, like yeah. who, you know, everyone tells you, you have to be available to help people and um, your, your personality doesn't really exist. <laughs> your personality is what you're able to offer to other people mm -hmm. like that it is shaped by and god she really and i'm we've got it highlighted all the way through oh, yeah. just this she captures that experience beautifully yes and so if you have ever and i i would maybe you agree like even if that isn't your story like even if you've always like had so much to say all the time and never been afraid to say it like i think just seeing this character with such fullness and such depth like even if you don't identify this is beautifully done. Yeah, and I think any like any person could identify with parts yeah. of Elsie. Of she um she really reads like a fully developed human being. Oh like my God. she's been living this one way her whole life and then someone's like, Hey, maybe you don't have to do that. Mm. <laughs> and you get to see this evolution where like it's really hard to say exactly or say to say no to say exactly what you want to say exactly what you need and she fails at it multiple times and then eventually you know she practices and practices with this person who's like yes again you're going to be honest with me tell me what you want and just having someone tell like help you practice saying no or saying exactly what yeah. you need so that way you can do it when a situation arises where you have to stand up for yourself and it's it's yes beautifully said because it's it's this idea of it does take practice, but when you are in, uh, this is something I bring into my, my lens for counseling as well. I believe when people are given the right support and the right tools that are unique to them, they are able to grow and heal if they're ready. If that's, you know, if, if the stars align, if they're, if people are given what they need, just like with plants, <laughs> we are more complicated <laughs> house plants, but like with my, I see my little dying fiddly fig over here it's and it's, it's because best. there's not a lot of light. I know exactly why. And I know if I put that plant in the right environment and supported it and nurtured it and met its needs, it would then have the opportunity to flourish and watching, getting to like live within these characters as um, Jack empowered Elsie to do that. Wild. So good. I love that Taylor Swift is the through line in a lot of our content. I We were discussing this before we started recording today, but we are curious what the intersectionality <laughs> of the identities of our uh, listeners are. Are any of y'all like diametrically opposed to Taylor Swift? Yeah, we... We love that, all of is you. Is it offensive? Yeah, we love all of you. If you like Taylor Swift, if you don't, whatever. But we, we want support. We want to know what you like. So if you want us to chill on the Taylor Swift content, <laughs> we can. Well, that well, will we? No. no. We will we will release separate episodes yes. in which we nerd out about Taylor Swift. Yeah. That is up for grabs. That's something we're considering. Yeah. Because we can't just not. Like, we're, like we're going to... We love what we love. I mean, yeah. It's part of our personalities at this point. Yeah. Um, so, if you would, if you are interested in some Taylor Swift-focused content, maybe something like reviewing her horny songs. Um, <laughs> that is an idea that's been thrown around. <laughs> so, just let us know if you, like, if you want something like that. Um, and if you are not a Taylor Swift fan, 
we're still probably going to release that episode, but you don't have, we don't make people exactly listen to our stuff. Is she that polarizing anymore? I don't know. Yeah, even people who yeah, I think most folks are open to these days since it's the summer of Taylor Swift. These days, people are pretty affirming mm-hmm. even if they do not identify as swifties they're affirming of swifty yeah the swifty identity <laughs> and you know if you if you want to gain a following on tiktok really quick quickly you can pretend like you hate taylor swift and then react to her music and make it seem like you're discovering it for the first time people do that all the time oh <laughs> interesting yeah. some of it's real but some of it's i'm like there's no way you haven't heard Shake It Off. <laughs> Have you, you've existed in the world. You know what Shake It you've Off is. You've been in a Kroger. You know the song Blank Space. Like, like I'm so sorry. You've, you've gassed up your car once. You've heard the song. Right. Yeah, unless you're in New Jersey, in which I've heard that you get your car gassed up for you. Okay. What? Are we? I know. They have people come out and pump your gas for you. People in New Jersey, and I know that there are some of you. We've Tell seen us you. about that. Yeah. In the South, we have to do things for ourselves. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying that I agree with our politics here. I'm just saying we do have to do many things for ourselves. Uh, it's a whole bootstrap we're situation. Left, we're left to fend for ourselves in yeah. this world. Okay. All right. A, hit I, us with that synopsis. I would love nothing more. Um, this little synopsis, singular, is written by um, a book wanderer. You know, I just Google and I just find the top one. Um, traveling through books one page at a time. If I can find a name, I will. But ARC Book Review, I want to give credit to. Credit is due. But here's a cute little synopsis. Rival physicists collide in a vortex of academic feuds and fake dating shenanigans in this delightfully stimminist rom-com from the <laughs> New York Times bestselling author of The Love Hypothesis and Love on the Brain. Um, stimicist. Stim, stiminist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Adorable. and stim. Yes! Perfect. We get it. The many lives of theoretical f- physicist Elsie Hannaway, Dr. Elsie Hannaway, have mm-hmm. finally caught up with her. By day, she's an adjunct professor toiling away at grading labs and teaching thermodynamics in the hopes of landing tenure. By other day, Elsie makes up for her non-existent paycheck by offering her services as a fake girlfriend, tapping into her expertly honed people-pleasing skills to embody whichever version of herself the client needs. I mean... That's a, that's a monetization of your skills. Incredible. Yeah. We're not, like, this is, a, just I taking support. advantage. Yeah. I support. No, but, and she's very affirming of it. It's just, it, it's a lot of fun. It comes up a lot. Uh, back to the review. Honestly, it's a pretty sweet gig until her carefully constructed Elsie verse comes crashing down because Jack Smith, the annoyingly attractive and broody older brother of her favorite client, turns out to be the cold-hearted experimental physicist who ruined her mentor's career and undermined the reputation of theorists everywhere. And that same Jack, who now sits on the hiring committee at MIT right between Elsie and her dream job. Whew. Elsie is prepared for an all-out war of scholarly sabotage, but those long, penetrating looks—long <laughs> and penetrating. Oh, Elsie didn't. Not having to be anything other than her true self when she's with him, will failing into an ex- will falling into an experimentalist orbit finally tempt her to put her most guarded theories on love into practice? That's a lot of questions, but you know what? This bitch, five-star review. She gave a five-star review. Nope. <laughs> nope. Here it is. You did it. It wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't have to <laughs> rifle through the buttons to find the applause. We're never going to learn what the buttons are. It's like in your in your house with the light switches. 
Never going to learn it. I We have four right there. I refuse to learn it. I don't. That's not the point. I yeah. kind of, at this point, enjoy tapping through. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it eventually. Uh, so, Kay has got lots of notes. For the record, we, ha- we have used all three forms of consuming this material this we sure week. Have. I have this on Audible. I have the physical book. You have it on Kindle. We've got it covered. Got it covered. Yep. I've got a... Look, I loved this book so much. I don't uh, want to spoil our review. Um, but it is going to feel way more fun than last week's episode. And I'm, <laughs> I know you all are grateful for that. So it's, it's not hard for something to feel more fun than our review of Happy Place. Because yeah. it was not happy. In fact, it was sad. It was very <laughs> sad. Where is that? But yes, this is adorable. Yes. Um, so I have a lot of notes and I'm going to try to do my best to go through them as quickly as possible because um, I don't want to be here for five hours or uh, well, we're trying to go on the boat y'all we have yeah. to do <laughs> the truth of this is, is that we have a boat day planned after this <laughs> and so we're pre-gaming this is our pre-game for our boat day yes okay on page two in chapter one mm. I highlighted and a lot of the things I highlighted were also like 800 other people have highlighted this oh, so because cute. people identified so much with this so mm. And this had me wondering if I, too, contained two, no, a whole multitude of Elsie's. Each one would be crafted, mm. custom-tailored, carefully curated with a different person in mind. I'd give everyone the me that they wanted, needed, craved, and in exchange, they would care about me. Yeah. Yeah. I highlighted that, too, and just put, oof. It gets you, like, right in the gut. Yeah. We do contain multitudes. That's yeah. fine. That is fine. But they do belong to us. And they are not mm. to be made. They're not to be curated for other people's needs and wants. And you know, y'all, just because we're really good at something, that doesn't mean that that's what we what we want to do or what we got to do. You know, like I think she's Elsie is really brilliant, and she's figured out how to show up mm-hmm. how other people want her to. Well, but she's it's ex- from a hurting place. Yeah. Well, she's extremely empathetic and, and she understands people so well enough that like yeah. in a, in an instant she can read them and know exactly what they need yeah. in that moment, which is same. Yeah. Honestly, a skill that <laughs> codependence everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Codependent folks learn. Yeah, they have to. It's, it's second nature. You have, yeah, it's, it's a survival skill. Exactly. Um, okay. And then on page four, so I, when I was reading this, oh, okay. I thought, mm-hmm. I know where you're going. <laughs> Did Allie Hazelwood write a book about me? <laughs> yeah, I, I as well, as I was reading through this book and, you know, I saved it for the podcast. I didn't text you about this. This is uncanny in some ways. <laughs> the intersections, these are all of your <laughs> identities. I, I, and I wrote an actual apology to you later in the book. <laughs> okay. We'll get to it. <laughs> I... We'll, we'll reference it. Okay. You'll know um, what it is. On page four, I love Twilight even more than cheese, but I can withhold my TED talk on why Alice and Bella should have left all those idiots behind and ridden <laughs> off into the sunset. Team Bella's forever. She's written fan fiction. <laughs> she is incredible. Like, the, just needs to be Alice and Bella. Now, I will say, I did sell my soul to Team Edward yeah, a long sure. time ago, and I can't get it back. It's, yeah, that's how it is. Um, but when I have his alien babies, <laughs> his weird alien babies, hell yeah, break my spine and not in the good way. <laughs> <laughs> is there a good way? Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> um, yes, I well, I'll just say it up front I am not anti Twilight in any way. I will say, well, for one thing, I grew up in a cult. 
for another thing that's just why i didn't see it at the developmental stage when i should have seen it the one time that i was gifted with the opportunity to watch twilight was on Kay's sectional (laughs) Kay had filled me and our friends up to the brim with moscow mules it had been a long day and i may or may not have spoiler alert pulled a jack and fallen asleep while watching Kay's favorite movie. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. She didn't even get to experience the baseball scene. I So, yes, all Twilight references, I generally understand, but... There are deep cut there Twilight are. references. In, yes! I ate it up. I was I like, yes! What is a girl like us? Who understands me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so if y'all are Twilight fans, it is covered. This is for you. So cute. Um, on page five, <clears throat> I just highlighted this because it's a, we got a trope. He hired yes. me to be his fake girlfriend and he'll get the Elsie he wants me to be reassuring. Yes. But also generally bossy, a dominatrix who doesn't like to wield the whip, <laughs> but there's nothing sexual between them. Like her, the fake dating that she does is just like, Hey, I'm going to pretend to be your girlfriend at this family event. Yes, exactly. But so, this is fake dating with a twist. Cause we're not into Greg. Yes, fake dating with a twist. The app that she uses, Faux is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's not, and she's very affirming of sex workers and it's it's sweet. I like that she makes that caveat. And she says like, that's not what I do with my services. I just go, I am arm candy. Yeah. I am an adjunct professor and I can afford nothing. Yeah, I also highlighted on, well, I think you're a page ahead of me, but page six. And yet here I am, fake girlfriending my way through my student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was a really clever use of this trope. Really clever. Because it is. It's a fake girlfriend trope is all through here. And it's fun. But she's not then hooking up with the person she's fake girlfriending with. No. That's... Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So it's clever. I know. And I love that, like, spoiler alert, Greg is on the ace arrow spectrum. Yeah. And um, asexual, aromantic for those who are new to the to that side of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, And (laughs) I just love that Greg was like, my brother asks a lot of questions about you. (laughs) Like, just doesn't even get it. Doesn't even get that. So, like, that would indicate that there's... attraction. (laughs) So, that is the experience of attraction. (laughs) Yep, sure is. So cute. Yeah. So cute. And the way that... um, so Greg is who's her, it's her favorite client mm-hmm. who I in the synopsis. That's who she's fake dating. And um, in this first chapter, she is going on a date. It's, it's like their second or third, um, which they're not really supposed to do, but she's repeating that. Yeah, and because Greg is so sweet. Because Greg is wonderful. And um, she's going to his family function, which is also a spoiler alert, where we meet the love of my life. Dr. Jack Smith Turner. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance to, to Jack. Jack. To Jack. Dear <laughs> Jonathan God. fucking Smith fucking oh, Turner. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I loved, I, I did note this. This is before I switched to uh, my audible version. But the Smith, so based on snippets of over her conversations within the Smith cinematic universe, blah, blah, blah. She goes on. So that's what she's calling his family. And then I my note is, going. I'm going to start calling my in-laws the last name cinematic universe (laughs) because it is literally another universe and there what i can't read my handwriting and there could be an entire saga created on it that's true Mm -hmm. yep you've heard stories yeah i love that yeah i mean and greg's family is the same way like that 
it's crazy shit happening so in there. Crazy. Yes, this is some really. Yeah, the family dynamics are rife with dysfunction. Yes, they sure are. But I did love the cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, okay, on page eleven, I highlighted. I've tried to make my health issues, and by health issues, um, so our main character is a type one diabetic. So yes, she um, she has a pod that's on her lower abdomen, and um, I mean diabetics have issues with blood sugar, and so there's some blood sugar stuff going on. So and I actually really love that too. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was inclusive of you know this was an anti ableist perspective too of including like hey bodies have lots of different things going on with them mm-hmm. like this is. Someone who has some different abilities, some different, you know. Sometimes your pancreas just doesn't work. Yeah. And she I, does a beautiful job highlighting, like, hey, you kind of need health insurance for these reasons. Because, oh, yeah. um, really you know, beautiful points. People, people do not all have, just because they're young, it does not mean that their bodies mm-hmm. function just like, you know, the middle of the bell curve. And so she did a great, she did a great yeah. job. And that. the price of insulin is just absolutely insane. And it's ridiculous that people have to ration it. And yeah, um, it's yeah. scary. It's sick. But they did a, yeah, Allie did a great job. Of kind it, of. Yeah, she she does some good job addressing the issues in the health coach. The, the injustices yeah. at play. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really. But yeah. yes, so she so the pancreas uh, low blood sugar stuff is yes. coming up. Um, but that's not the reason I highlighted this. Mm. But I wanted to make sure you no know, everyone knew what health what health issues meant. Um, mm-hmm. I I've tried to make my health issues and any other subsequent issue as ignorant ignorable as possible i find that people like me better if they don't have to expand expend emotional energy on me yes i also highlighted that that's another oof. <laughs> yeah i wrote oof girl <laughs> yes it's um and she goes on to kind of explore this more but it this idea of like i caused my health problems were a burden on my family Mm -hmm. and so i had to take up the least amount of space possible this is a life-threatening illness that she didn't ask for right it requires constant maintenance like this is and and jack calls that out later but it yeah like this is not you being selfish yeah and um my note here is that people who are worthy of retirement attention will expend emotional energy on you Ah! and they will not complain about it an excellent point (laughs) Yeah, people who are worthy of, yeah, having a relationship with, platonic or romantic, they will not make a fuss. Mm. I have some dietary limitations that, you know, come from a lot of autoimmune stuff myself. And it, I, you've heard me say many times, like, ah, I don't want to, like, rock the boat about needing to find, like, a little gluten-free moment. I know. Anytime, like, when I'm, we're, pl- we're meal planning for things that we need, I'm like, you can't eat this. We have to find something that you can eat. And I'm like, but and everybody else can. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. We, you still have to eat. She's like, no, I'll just, I'll just eat a cracker. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, yeah, we, when we went on our Costco trip for the beach meal planning, it was fun, because she was like, well, but you can't have those. And I'm like, well, no, like, I'll I'll just have this bite of peanut butter, and it will all be well. And you wouldn't, you're like, no, that's, don't, no. We call that being a martyr. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cute. Like, no, you're going to eat some protein. We got you some little egg bites that you yes, eat. Yes, and I, and I would eat. So, it, you know, I, I appreciated that it wasn't too uh, intrusive or, like, but it also, yeah, you advocated. Don't be dumb. Well, eat food. Blood sugar is important, and yeah. as evidenced by this book. Yeah, as <laughs> evidenced by. Yep. Okay, on page 13, let's uh, let's meet Dr. Jack Smith-Turner. Mm. He's some kind of PE teacher. 
Greg mentioned. <laughs> he's not a PE teacher. Unsurprising, since he's built like someone who has a CrossFit decal on his car and mm. drinks protein shakes while reading Men's Health Powerlifting column. Mm. The other Smiths are lithe, insubstantial brunettes, and then there's this sandy-haired brick house, a foot taller than his tallest relative, all masculine features, and a cutting, deep voice. Mm. It, this is A's type. <laughs> I said Jack seems to be exactly A's type. I just, yeah, it's interesting how, like, all of the boxes are being ticked here. <laughs> Literally every This is, box. if you were to design. <laughs> if you were to look at A's partner, <laughs> who does CrossFit. I just love him so much. <laughs> I think he's so hot. My That's partner. exactly what he looks like. Yeah. Maybe not as tall, but. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I mean. Wait, he is compared he, to a refrigerator. Yeah, he doesn't book. look like a fridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God, it was just so fun to start reading more about Jack's, pr- how he presents to this world and then thinking, oh my God. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I, yeah, I think all of us can identify with reading a smut book and then realizing that like, oh, I don't have to edit this character to be hotter for me, for my taste. Yeah. It's like, oh no, this is exactly what I love. I, I did not edit Jack. Um, you appreciated the Lego man. I did. Interesting. Something about his personality. Mm. I was like, I don't even care what he looks like. He could be a troll. <laughs> You'll throw away what he looks like. He could be a bridge troll. I He's don't like care. The center of the hottest cross section for me. But you're like, ah, I'll ignore that because his personality is so great. He's just so hot. I highlighted down here on page 14. We will speed up at some point. But I used to think, no, oh. I. Oh, did you do the same thing? Good, good, good. Yep. Oh, yes. Okay, it's, I texted you about this. Uh-huh. I used to think, no. I used to know that light-haired guys weren't attractive. Middle school, everyone went after Legolas, but I was an Aragorn girl. I mean, honestly, Period. same, though. <laughs> Woo! The moment you know you're, you're straight as hell. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna? Legolas is hot, but Aragorn pushing those doors open. Whoa, A oh, sexual God, awakening stop. if okay. I ever saw one. All right, all right, all right, all right. I saw the whole day ahead of me. Um, which Game of Thrones house are you BuzzFeed quiz? Never a... I've never seen Game of Thrones. Tara... Targaryen. Tara, Targaryen. Okay. I hate that I look at Jack Smith with his good jaw and his good dimples and those good hands and find, find him, him handsome. handsome. I feel... So, earlier I had said, you know, she's not really a girly like me because she's not Team Edward. And here mm. I wrote, oh, so she is a girly like me. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just so mad that she finds the blonde man hot <laughs> she's infuriated infuriated um so fun yeah okay i on page 15 you might have had this too the first mention of go god i'm so upset it, i origins in china yes so if y'all don't know what go is just geo go um if this is a chinese board game not it's kind of like chess except not at all the strategy is similar except not at all not at all (laughs) it's a strategy stone placing game where you compete for territory look Mm -hmm. the reason i know this is because my partner fucking plays this stupid ass game where does he play this stupid ass game (laughs) there's a board game bar in our town there's a, a little club moment weekly yes that he goes to partake he goes to a bar, drinks his stupid little drinks, and plays this game. <laughs> and I, <laughs> so when I, the, it says winding up the half-played go board in the corner of the room. And I was like, this is going to fucking follow me everywhere. I just circled it and then put K, question mark. 
this has followed me everywhere. it is you can't get away from this game and i had texted my partner after i read that and i was like these players they're they're playing go in this book what are the odds that our smut book would have this like random niche game that like yeah my partner Allie clearly plays it oh yeah well and he it's the stimmiest game oh it's so stim yeah and so like my partner plays this game at this bar once a week and um there was her partner's an engineer for the right yeah. <laughs> um there were some uh chinese men that were here on like a business trip uh, that just happened to be at that bar and they nice. saw them playing go Aww. and they were like oh my god and then so they played a game together and the man <laughs> told my partner <laughs> he was like i've never known uh a person and then gestured to uh like you to be good at this game and he meant a white dude i've never known a white like dude like you <laughs> i've never known a white dude to be good at this game i've never known that white dudes could be good at this game astute observation yeah. astute so that's so fun i was like i was so like irrationally upset when i read go i was like no i know you hate it uh, I, well I just was like, why is why did Ali Hazelwood write a book about my life? I just I know the the intersections were weird. It was creepy. It got it got weird, like how similar you and Elsie are. I was like, these are like very niche references that are very much your life. <laughs> it was really fun. I feel like Ali and I would be friends. Yes. God, so fun. Uh, okay, on page eighteen, this is more ghost stuff, but. Um, okay, so I wrote, I highlighted, <clears throat> I panic and blurt out the first thing that comes to mind. There are more legal, bo- legal board positions in Go than Adams in the known universe, <laughs> which is a true fact that my partner has said to me before. Oh my God. And I wrote here, for the love of God, my partner's going to try to convince me that Go was hot now. And so after oh, I had no. texted him, no. I have the text to prove it. I said, these characters are playing go and he goes does that mean go is sexy fuck him no. i was like i mean don't fuck fuck him <laughs> no. yeah i was like i hate you yeah he's he's never gonna let you live this down now like he's going to bring it up every time i'm so that upset go is an aphrodisiac it is not no it's not in fact it's the opposite in fact it's not doing it for you um i do have a couple of notes and then i promise my notes taper off and we can we can not just spend 10 minutes on each page although this book is worthy of spending 10 minutes Mm -hmm. on each page um so on page 18 i stopped my mouth shut we reached for the same square so elsie and jack are playing go together i don't know that we said that out loud we must have reached for the same square my fingers brush against jack's and something electric and unidentifiable licks up my arm i wait for him to pull away but he doesn't even though it's my turn was it my turn I'm pretty sure, well, if it isn't a draw, I yank back my hand, blah, 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 blah. Um, I put hand touching alert in all caps. This is not the only vaguely Pride and Prejudice coded reference oh, yes. that she makes. We have got Lord of the Rings. This is not the only Lord of the Rings nope, reference. No, there's more. We have got multiple Pride and Prejudice references. <sighs> and also... Your electric touch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is Taylor Swift. Like this is Allie's a girly like us. She's a girly just like us. She has a PhD and we don't. Well, I don't need a PhD. I don't want a PhD. 
as i mean right now this book convinced me that i don't ever need to need to so when i read love on the braid and love hypothesis i was still in deeply deeply entrenched in academia and so it was a little traumatizing mm-hmm. to read i thought this is a little too accurate i know i, I uh, on page 32 i highlighted we should get our matching academia sucks tattoos and i said this is our tattoo yes academia sucks s-u-x yeah. <laughs> Yes, academia is not my vibe at all as someone who despises being told what to do. That's right. Mm. Uh, Page 34. You look like Taylor Swift circa 2013. Interesting. A compliment I would die for. Ah, aha, aha. Yes, that was adorable. Because Cece enters Cece. Love Cece. That's the roommate. Yes, with her. um, Oh, my God. This was the... So, on this page right here, we have another Lord of the Rings and another Pride and Prejudice right here. Uh-huh. But, um, Cece is her roommate who is adorable, also is a faux fake dater as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a hedgehog, Hedgesabeth Bennett. They call her Hedgy. Yes. Hedgesabeth. <laughs> it's perfect! <laughs> so, so fucking cute. A Bible character I would actually read about. Truly. Truly. Hedgesabeth. <laughs> Cece is a linguist finishing up her PhD at Harvard. We first met Mm -hmm. when her former roommate moved out. Um, Hedgie had chewed her way through his boxer briefs. Um, Cece, so we have mentioned many times, like, you know, our our main our lead has to have a bestie with whom they talk about their love interest. Like that's kind of how that's that's a trope in and of itself. That's a rom com thing. Yeah, for sure. Cece's one of the best. She's awesome that I've read. Her love for cheese is just incredible. Effervescent. She I throwing ma- cheese cubes <laughs> at her friend. <laughs> I love I, that. I do make some notes that I feel like maybe I am more on the CC vibe. <laughs> There's a lot of unfortunate. Like when she walks in and she's just in a teddy and apron and a yeah. sock. <laughs> just one sock <laughs> with her head dog. <laughs> and she's just like floating about doing CC is a wacky zany goofy little critter. Yes. <laughs> As am I, okay? All right. On page um, 36, I just highlighted, sex does nothing for me, but maybe this is my kink, being complimented by leading scholars in my field. Hot, huh? Hot, huh? I mean, I think it's getting complimented by one specific scholar in your field, my friend. Yeah, she's starting to get a little aroused by... by Jack Turner. Yeah. Jack Smith. I feel like sex will eventually do it for you, my girl. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little foreshadowing there. Yeah. Like I think things are gonna are gonna even out for you. Um, she does make mention on page thirty five in my book anyway. She says she makes her first mention of APE, which is her fake girlfriending protocol. Um, actually, this is her life protocol. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, first, a assess the need. What is it that the person in front of me wants to see? Then, P, plan a response. How can I become what they want? And lastly, enact. And then she gets interrupted. Which, you know, that is kind of a counseling strategy that I use with my teenagers. But that is not something you should do in your everyday life with people around you. So that's actually not something you should do in real, yeah. In real human interaction. Yeah. Minus the part where I change who I am. I assess the need. <laughs> I plan it out and we enact. <laughs> yes, like this is a this is a strategy. This is scientific. We get it. And it yeah, it just goes to show that really is how she analyzes human interaction. 
But you know, Jack is constantly confusing for her because she can't she figure can't. out how to assess yeah she doesn't know what he needs her to be yeah he's not being clear on what he needs her to be it's it's like i don't know why he just wants her to be exactly who she is that's really confusing Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. hard um okay jumping ahead a little bit so elsie is getting interviewed for a position at mit um to work as a researcher i think that's her her goal in life is to be a researcher um and she absolutely hates being a professor she doesn't like teaching Mm -hmm. but she's doing it because she's got to pay the bills and so um she's an adjunct professor yes currently and she absolutely despises it right um and then lo and behold when she shows up for the interview greg's brother is there the pe teacher she's really confused why is the pe teacher there filling up the entire doorway <laughs> like a fridge uh just love him so as much. the turntables he doesn't teach physical education he's a physics experimentalist <laughs> <laughs> so funny she like and and ali does a great job of like mapping out the conversation in which craig did in fact say he's a physic but she didn't hear like uh, she made the connection that he's a pe teacher yeah um and so they are currently hiding in the bathroom together because obviously Jack recognizes her as Greg's girlfriend, who he thinks is a librarian. Deeply suspicious. A librarian interviewing for a research position does not make sense to Jack, and he's obviously very upset. Yeah. Um, and so they're in a bathroom in a stall together with his hand on her waist. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's holding her up on the toilet so that <laughs> the other... Because, of course, then the, the rest of the committee comes into the bathroom. He's like... I. Do you want anyone to see your heels? Like, yeah. Oh my God. Um, and so on page 60, this is the other two um, interviewers that are talking in the bathroom. And they, one of them says, she's young and beautiful, which means she'll get pregnant in a couple of years and we'll have to teach her mm. courses. Poof. And Jack immediately notices that comment. And yeah. Uh, don't worry. He takes care of it. <laughs> yeah. You've got, and they never really unpack what happens, but. Like, these two gentlemen with their biases and bullshit are removed from the committee. Yeah. Weird how that happened. Yeah. just And he doesn't he doesn't explain it. It's just, it becomes known that, huh, he, he's, you know, advocating for, and we find out, too, about his mom. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. All the twists and turns. Oh, the, this is the plot. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's, you know what? This has a lot of plot. A lot of wrong holes, but I care so much about these wrong holes. I will, again, make my case. Are these wrong holes or are these holes the reason why the other holes are so good? Hmm. It's a hot take. It's a hot hot take. take. (laughs) Um, On page 62, um, this is Jack and Elsie. They're uh, they're arguing a little bit. You do not want to come at me, I hiss. Oh, Elsie, his hands on on me are incongruously gentle, and yet mm. we're on the verge of an of the academic equivalent of nuclear warfare. I think that's exactly what I want. Hmm. Oh, that's what you say to the person that you supposedly hate. Yeah, <laughs> truly, that, truly. That's ex- that's normal. And fun. Yeah, this is a similar uh, vibe to. Oh, and we do hope we have an all of an Adam crossover from oh, yes. Love, Love Hypothesis. Yes. Oh, my God. That was really exciting That was. See. I know. I was like, ah, my notes are fun in there. But um, this is a similar energy to that where Olive was, like, 100% sure that Adam was not into her and hated her. So this is, like, the the 
if we get a lot of um, Elsie's dialogue and like she's so sure that he hate that Jack hates her. It's crazy. It's because like, and he he says exactly like I like you. Yes, I am attracted to you, <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Here's this section uh, shortly before it, when you know. It's just right in the same thing on page 61. But Jack Smith, Jonathan fucking Smith fucking Turner. Mm. He's been hostile and unpleasant and suspicious since the day we met. He has shat upon my field and destroyed my mentor and now stands between me and my dreams. For that, he lost the privilege that I can afford every human being to deal with the Elsie he wants. The Elsie he's going to get is the one I care to give him. And she's pissed. So, Elsie, baby, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wants you. Mm-hmm. He is in love with her. It is, she's misreading all of his cues, and it's so fucking entertaining. And he's very and clear. And so relatable. Yes! Like, do you understand how many times my partner has, like, directly told me exactly how he's feeling, and I'm like, I don't believe you. That's not true. You don't love me. Yeah. You... You're just doing this because you want something. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, people are being as clear as they can, and we're just misinterpreting. Oh, God. It's just the dissonance is really fun. Um, but yeah, spoiler alert, he uh, has been in love with her since day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, on page 105, I just highlighted the part where it says Crowley and Perry. I don't know how to say his name. Those yeah. are the two sexist assholes in the bathroom. They are no longer on the search committee. Hmm. Weird. I think Jack maybe kicked him out. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he kind of, kind of helped with that. Maybe he is being the change he wants to see in STEM. Maybe because his mom faced some sexist bullshittery hmm. when she was alive. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Um, this is another plot point that we didn't mention, but um, she has hated... Jack Jonathan fucking Smith. Jonathan fucking yeah just his middle name is fucking literally his middle name was fucking. Mm. Hey, hey. Um, but he wrote an article when he was it turns out when he was seventeen Hot. that destroyed so he is an experimental physicist so like the application of physics and she is a theoretical physicist hence the name love comma theoretically. theoretically so there's this like sworn you know enemyhood rivalry between the two fields because one is theoretical one is application and experimental and so he wrote this article that destroyed her field of study and has made it really hard she's really made this whole story of like this is like it was your article that did this that is really my chance at having health insurance she's not wrong but it also like she has really good it's not just that like there's some animosity there's like Allie Hazelwood does a beautiful job really fleshing out the animosity here. Mm-hmm. Like, it is... This is deep. Yeah. So, she's really... Elsie is really averse to being into Jack. Because she's like, no! I've, you're my sworn enemy! Yes. Since I was 12 years old. Mm. Mm-hmm. Enemies to lovers, baby. Yeah, yeah, yes. Those enemies <laughs> to lovers. Um, One of on, my favorite trips. Yeah. Ugh. Every time, it kills me. <sighs> Page 115. Um, this is Jack talking. If you get the job, he leans close. That slice of eye. So, I, part of his eye is a different color than the other. Yes. Yes. She mentions it at some point. Yeah. My mom has that. Her eyes are different. She's got one green eye, one blue eye. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like a husky. Like a husky. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is really cool. So, anyway. That's what, he, that's what that means. <clears throat> nice. If you get the job, he leans close. That slice of eye burns bright blue and his mouth curves. I'll Aww. make do. While crying yourself to sleep because I'm not George. 
Not everyone wants you to be someone else, Elsie. He's wrong about that, but I can smell his skin. <laughs> it's good. It's good in a way that's primeval, almost evolutionary. I, I hate, hate it. it. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want you to be George. And why is that? He presses his lips together. He's even closer now, surprisingly earnest. It would be a waste. A waste of what? Of you. My heart skips, stumbles, restarts with a gallop. What is he even? And then get interrupted. I wrote, I'm sold. Oh, <laughs> it's just... Delicious. It's delicious. This is... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The tension. Everything about it is so good. And the next... The, uh, of course, the chapter names are like different scientific concepts the next one is friction chapter mm. eight hot mm. hot hot um, spicy page 118 i highlighted and as much as i hate knowing that there's someone out there whom i cannot win over it also lets me off the hook with jack i don't need to be someone else because i can't be someone else mm. it's unsettling and disturbingly bearing and also relaxing interesting <laughs> i wrote that's the core self my friend yes yeah, so that's... <laughs> you stumbled upon something that people search for their entire lives <laughs> yeah yeah you have just stumbled upon it and that goes to show it matters who you spend time with folks yeah. especially who you partner with uh-huh because if they are bringing out the things in you that that are if they're bringing out parts of you and not allowing not encouraging calling out your core self wanting to see more and know more of your core self without mm -hmm. the masks of your parts of your burdened parts like it it will change your life to partner with people who care they they want to they want you fully you in a healthy place your core self without the mask yeah we love it and she shows mostly her full self with CC, except for a couple of other things that she adjusts. And then oh, so sweet. at the end, when she's like, hey, by the way, I fucking hate these movies that you've been making me watch. I cried. And I teared CC up. CC is like, great. Okay. It was That's so fine. funny. <laughs> she was just like, I, I'll get to it. I'll read yeah. it when we get there. Because she was just like, oh my God, what will we ever do? <laughs> she was, she like was joking. And yeah. then she was like, did you think I wouldn't like, love you if you didn't love my arty movies yeah like, my weird ass movies that i like yeah and like she's not pretending to like twilight because she's like i actually like twilight instead yeah and she's not like oh okay i'll i'll morph into you she's like oh we like we like two different things <laughs> we like different movies that's amazing <laughs> that's okay like it's so uh so good it we need people to be who they are yeah we it's need, important because Lizzo says it really well. Like, you're special. We need you mm -hmm. as you to be you. There's only one you. That's right. Um, page 132. Jack, do a good protect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sometimes when you're fake dating people, you come across assholes who expect something from you that they are not entitled to. Oh, my God. And so she runs into... so. It's actually Monica's son. Yes, that so was wild. One of the this is the committee. Yeah, yeah. So one of the professor's sons is um, at a party that they're kind of socializing, mm -hmm. and he recognizes her as one of his like faux dates. And the worst one, the worst one that we've already heard about. Yes, yeah, he's terrible. Offered her seventy dollars for a blowjob, which is yeah. Excuse me, gross. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and apparently he started even lower. Yeah, gross. and then kept offering more. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's basically calling her a whore yeah. in front of Jack. 
and in, in a professional like she in wants a, this job yes yeah, in a professional environment it's really yeah. bad I understand what I'm seeing, so listen to me, asshole. Jack's mm. tone is chilling, terrifyingly calm. Austin pales and takes a small step back, and I almost feel sorry for him. You're <laughs> harassing a woman who asked you to get out of her personal space while she's at a work function because she rejected you. But I paid her to, I don't care. She asked you to leave, now get the fuck out of my sight. Huh. A good protect. I said my lady parts are doing a happy dance. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it was just like... So, and, and her inner dialogue throughout this whole section is just like, oh, shit, 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 yeah, shit. Like, she's this is freaking out. Because she has not, I don't know that we said this, she has not divulged that she know that she is fake dating Greg because she is not going to out Jack's brother, Greg, because he doesn't, because she knows that Greg hasn't told anyone in his family. Right. She's and, the only one that Greg is out to. So, if she said, I'm fake dating Greg, then it would potentially out him. And that's why she's being so closed-lipped about this. Mm-hmm. And so there's all this tension because Jack is like, "I, you're lying. And she's like, just call Greg. Of course he's out of meditation. A silent retreat. And yeah, can't. it's so funny. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. Yeah. And Elsie does an incredible job of protecting um, Greg's identity in the way that he wants. Yes. It's really sweet. It really, and it really goes, it points towards her, her character as well, because She's not outing his little brother. So, mm-hmm. like, in the end, it, it, integrity. Integrity wins yes. as the turntables. But so the threat here is not just that, a, an, you know, a drunk man is slut-shaming her and, and intimidating her and being horrible. That's not just the problem. It's also, shit, like, now Jack knows that I do this super embarrassing thing, right. you know, that she does for money. But it, it's an, not embarrassing in, like, a shame judgment way. And we break here for my angel <laughs> um yes anyway y'all we have our sweet baby who's just a snoring yeah. um okay on page 146 i'll read my my note here first i'm just trying to make sure the audience has an accurate picture hmm. of what jack looks like oh my because God. this we're doing this is for science we're doing research for science and we have to have a well-rounded view mm-hmm. of what jack is like <laughs> hmm. shirtless because right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he is well he is big and well muscled, very well muscled. And I can see all the all that stuff that people always talk about, the bulk, the mass, the abs, the biceps, the triceps stretching under the ink. But he's not made the way I thought he'd be. I expected a gym rat body with 0.3% body fat, bulging veins. But he's a little different. He's real, imperfectly, usefully strong. There's something mm. unrefined about him, as though he stumbled upon all this mass by chance, mm. and as though he's never even thought about taking a mirror selfie in his life. Yeah, something warm and liquid twists beneath my navel, and the feeling that's the feeling is so rare for me, so unfamiliar. For a moment, I barely recognize it. Then I do, and I flush hotly. What's wrong with me? And then, why can't I stop staring at him? And why is he staring back? Why do I find the idea of someone not going to the gym attractive? <laughs> Why can't I stop staring at him? <laughs> yes. Baby girl, that's uh, attraction. So that's sexual attraction. <laughs> so sweet. And the adorable part about all of this scene is that Greg had emergency dental surgery. They mm-hmm. met up there. It's just this whole adorable like snafu. And so he's high as a kite and Oh, it's so good. Oh, uh, and then they're there to rescue little brother and it's just so good. So good. He's a he's a hottie. He's so hot. And um so our main character and a lot of or most of LA Hayeswood's main characters are on the demisexual spectrum. Yes. 
Um, and so that's why I'll, the feelings that she's getting of attraction are so shocking to her because she's never really experienced it before. Um, but when she when you find someone that you're comfortable with and mm. you can trust and he can take care of you, it's crazy how that works. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's a. a it's a beautiful she's giving voice to an experience especially in a in a smut situation i hope oh y'all are goodness. enjoying our soundtrack of this she's flipped sides now she's by my mic snoring but um yeah the experience of demisexuality and like needing to be attracted like in a romantically connected with someone in order to feel that attraction and like that is a valid like i love all different kinds of smut but often there's just like the spontaneous attraction and there's like people are just hot and horny all the time yeah, and yeah. that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. Especially for folks who live a lot of their lives like cognitively. Mm -hmm. The STEM arena, like when people are more like it, that's not always the personality leaning. Those are not always the identities. There's, it's, it makes sense Yeah, that, yeah. Th that these are the cross sections. What makes this met so beautiful is that, one of the many things, is that it is more special. It's not just like, like, this is just something that they have together. Like, both of them. He's not a big... No, he likes sex. Jack. Yeah. He says that later. Oh, yeah. He he, he enjoys lots of sex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seems mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. He's experienced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he, is, he is in his body. His beautiful body. Mm -hmm. But lots of identities represented. We love it. Yeah. Okay, page 154. I highlighted, His hand, warm and calloused, closes around my wrist and pulls my index finger from his face down to his chest. He covers the back of my hand with his palm. And what the hell is he... Have you considered that maybe you're already the way that I want you to be? That maybe that there are no signals because nothing needs to be changed. <laughs> I scoff. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's Right. Sure. Sure. Uh-huh. It's just so... Oh, yeah. Once again, he what says... happened to you? Tone oddly gentle. What happened to you, Who Elsie? did this to you? Who I know. This is, this is your kink. Who did this to you? Um, there's Jack also a lot of picking of up and carrying. I know. This was like a... Like, a, Allie's in your head. Mm -hmm. It was... It got really weird. Because, I, I mean, Kate, okay. Kate is my friend. I know what she likes. And so, I was like, oh, my God. This is all of it. A smart man who can throw me around? The, yeah. You're not asking for much. But she's covering, she's covering all the bases. But, yeah, it... I was listening to this in the pet store while, the getting, pet store. while getting the dog Nerf gun. And so, it's, you know, y'all, it is a real, if you want to just be be risky in public, if you want to just be real interesting, listen to smut. Oh. Like really romantic, hot smut in public. In your ear, your ear holes. Your ear holes. While you're, while you're panting a little bit. It gets real interesting real quick. Yeah. Um, on page 158, this is Jack talking. Um, he is kind of explaining to Elsie why he feels so shitty all the time because he was attracted to his brother's, who, who he thought was his brother's girlfriend. He's been attracted to her since day one. I know. Um, and it's like, makes him hate himself Ugh. because he's like, this is horrible. My brother's the best guy in the world. And I want the one person that I can't have. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is so cruel. Yeah. And so he says, 
It's because I want her for myself. I want to, I don't even fucking know. I want to take her to dinner, make sure she's relaxed, make sure she doesn't feel like she needs to think two steps ahead. I want to know why she can hold it. I want to know why she can hold a ghost stone. And I really, really want to, well, I'll spare you the graphic details, but I'm sure you can imagine. I said, (laughs) no, I I want the graphic details. I'm begging you, please. Yeah, there's a couple times where he kind of skirts over the graphic details. And I'm like, I, at this point, I would love for you to tell me the graphic details. Yeah, we're yeah we're about halfway, eh, about a quarter of the way through, and I'm like, there's so much tension, so much tension, so much sexual tension, so much. I, yeah, you're get you're getting ready at this point. You're uh-huh. like, okay, let, let's let's go, let's go. Especially like, yeah, and and because Jack is so straightforward about the way he feels about her, mm-hmm. it's like, well, he's hot. So let's go. <laughs> like he's hot and he likes you. Let's uh, let's get let's go. Uh, could we please? Yeah, and I think that's just really good writing is knowing why we've got to like. Hey, we got to draw this out a little bit longer. We've got to like n- not to frustrate the readers, Emily Henry, but <laughs> to build that anticipation, build that like it's she knows. So good. She Later knows. on down the same page. There's something disarmingly, devastatingly mm-hmm. self-confident about Jack, about the way he laid out all these facts without hesitating, as though owning his feelings is his first and second nature. Beautiful. Beautiful. Dude, self-assuredness is so sexy. Stating your intentions and exactly how you feel is sexy. Playing games is not sexy. I'm, I'm too old for it. I'm too old for it. It, it speaks to... I love... I don't know if I can articulate this well. Well, let me finish this and then I'll say it. So this first and second nature, I study the glint of lamp hitting his golden hair and wonder why this man would even bother thinking of me. He's figured out my entire game. I came to him empty handed. Her low self-worth. So we find out later with Dr. L that um, some people, when they see someone who's kind of at a low place in life, they have low self-worth. They're not doing so hot. Some people see that and they take advantage mm-hmm. of somebody who's kind of, you know, at, not at the top of their game. They're not feeling so hot. Some people see that somebody's feeling that way at that place in life and they say, what happened to you? You're amazing. Yeah. Let me call out the goodness within you and let's lean into that. Let's, let's, let, let me like breathe life into that even more. Like, I love you. I see all these amazing parts of you. I don't understand why you don't value this in you. He's confident. He knows who he is. And he calls out who he, who she is as well. Yes. And it's just a powerful, like, we can do that for people. Like, we don't, I don't know. Healthy people call out and encourage health in other people. Yes. And that's what he does here. And she doesn't even see how amazing she is. I know. Ah. A genius. Gosh. Yeah, but she does at the end. Like, that oh, does yeah. not... That, she, that can be a trope of, like, these girlies who don't know their worth or whatever. But, like, she does really build that confidence. It is so good. It's so good. Um, on page 188. I love it. Um, I drew a little bowl and a spoon. Because mm. just eating it up. Elsie, I hate it when he says my name like that. A little stern, amused, and annoyed. I wrote, speak to me in a stern tone. (laughs) (laughs) With a little spoon. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Yeah, because he's asking. So this is, yeah, this is when they, um, she's cold. She's cold, and they've been out. She just found out that she didn't get the job. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. 
Yes. Just found out that she didn't get the job. George is actually Georgiana. She's a girl. She's a girl. A She's beautiful, incredible. Tall woman. Yes, we find out really many great things. But she, um, she's super. The way he comforts her, she's so upset. The way he comforts her is the most beautiful thing in the world. And um, Elsie's straight up running away from that. That's that's so me for real. So relatable. <laughs> just, just like what did I do? Just like sprinting away from the conflict. That was some of the yeah. Seriously, that was some of the most like raw beautiful like she was such oh, a mess and he hurt. was yeah i it felt hurt. that I felt it in my Hazelwood. chest like in, it hurt my heart to that, like i was like i'm gonna be sick <laughs> like, i was hanging on everywhere just the embarrassment the failure oh, the God. fear like the come on this is so good like i hope she wins awards for this i was just like floored but then jack does not try to fix it he does not try to explain things away he does want to support her in processing this well, but like he lets her be not okay, and he provides like a safe space for her to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Blows my mind. Oh, it's so Come good. on. And so he brings her back to his place. And Allie has what does an amazing like feminist spin yes. on this scene because Ooh. you know like it's so natural because she sees Jack and George walking together and assumes that because she's holding onto his sleeve and you know they're friendly. Yeah. But she assumes that they're dating and she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's beautiful and smart and an experimentalist like like yeah. Jack is. <laughs> and. In a, in a split reaction, she's like, oh, well, I mean, good thing you're, you can, like, fuck your girlfriend in your office, like, while she's there. Yeah. And then she's like, I didn't mean that. That was just the way that she yeah. goes back and is like, I need to apologize to George for the way that I reacted in my own head. Like, she didn't even yeah. say this to George. She's like, I need to apologize because that is not what I believe. I'm a woman in STEM. I advocate for women to not be sexualized and for them to be respected mm-hmm. in this field. And she's like, I just... And hey, implicit biases, they come out and we just got to take ownership of them because she she recognized that she acted from that. That's internalized misogyny yeah, and internalized discrimination against women that she was like, I, I just said this about another woman. I don't I don't believe that. And she does get a beautiful chance to clear it up later, which I absolutely love. But she yeah, it, it's cool that she kind of takes ownership over it and is like, no, like, yes, she got the job, but she's incredible. And then Jack, again, clear communication. I think I highlighted it like six places that clear communication is really sexy. It's so hot. It's so hot because we're fucking grownups. Yeah. We're grownups who fuck and we just want clear communication. Yeah. Life is too short. Say Tell me think. exactly what you're thinking. Yes. Like, not in a hurtful way. Take ownership over your shit. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I don't so know. good. I don't know. It's really great. Um, so right after this, they both go back to Jack's apartment, and yes. it's a really bad snowstorm. It's snowing so bad out here. It's Boston. Can't go home. Oops. Oopsie. Is that a trope? Stuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's one bed. There's one bed. Mm. Um, so she's in his bedroom looking through his stuff, and he, he said, I have nothing to hide. <laughs> and so she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go through your stuff. <laughs> so she's looking for a phone charger, and she opens his bedside drawer. And Expecting to find a copy of Atlas Shrug. Cock rings. <laughs> thumbs <laughs> there are no thumbs no cock rings interesting but a white piece of paper that i can't resist picking up it's a photo mm. a polaroid <laughs> blurry with a go board and a handful of people clustered around it only one face is fully in focus a girl with brown hair and even features who frowns at the camera and it's me it's me the photo was taken at Millicent's birthday party a game in a draw izzy yells at the people and all the smiths turn towards her except for the tallest who keeps looking at me only, only at, at me. me the faint smile on his lips oh 
I say soft. This is when it exactly when I texted you. I'm tearing up right now. Giggling and kicking my feet. I'm, I'm tearing up. Like, this is exactly when I texted you and I said, have I told you how delicious Jack is? Oh my God. It's just- <laughs> A is crying. Like, <laughs> Just, not even just give a picture of me at your bedside table oh my god it's <laughs> that's so all i good. wanted in this world i just think the tenderness and like i mean i fully hope he's jacking off to that photo i want to be clear i hope that's sexual well he says like <laughs> doesn't he say later on like i've been like coming to your face in my yes. brain for, for like over a oh, year so good like but he says this as he's insider so that's exactly as it should be but i think the tenderness too and this is the intersections of I, I mean, I, I love, you know, Dirty Dirty Smut. It's great. I also love it when people are in love and there's a real romantic connection. Mm-hmm. It means something. There's real chemistry. I think the trope, he falls first, God. is just so good. He falls so hard. He falls hard, he falls first, and he's intentional about it. I think that, yeah, I, is if that's the name of this trope, I am... He I Falls am, First is a very common trope. Okay, I have probably seen it and just thought, that sounds dumb. But now as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh no, this is my, this is my kink. <laughs> this is exactly my kink. I mean, that it was definitely my romantic experience too. And it just, I think that safety of, I think often of, um, what is it? Not Elizabeth Bennett, her friend. Lizzie, people very often, or no, she's talking about Jane. Um, what's her friend's name? Can't know it. I'm Can't. 27. I'm alone. I'm already a burden to my parents. <laughs> and I'm scared. Uh, but she says very few people are are courageous enough or brave enough to fall in love alone. Something to that extent. Um, without the proper encouragement is what she says. And it, like, it is, it, it just is so helpful. <laughs> when the other person, it's clear that they love you. They're into you. It's safe to fall in love because they're there to catch you. Oh, I know. It's so good. I know. Um, page 193, um, she wakes up in the middle of the night, she goes downstairs. Whoops. And, doesn't, I don't know, they both end up on the couch. Sometimes that happens. Hmm. It does, that's where he was sleeping. And somehow, I'm on the couch, hmm. lying on the couch, next to him. My head nestles under his chin, his arms surround mine, our thighs tingle together, I open my mouth to say something like, what the hell, or oh my god, or uh, just like, ah! question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> but nothing comes out. Instead... I burrow deeper. Oh. Still giggling and kicking my feet. <laughs> oh my I, god. Ugh. Just the softening. Because he he hasn't pushed this. Like no. he's not he's definitely and he like carries through that theme of like, I want you to want this. Like I definitely am not, you know. Just because somebody falls first does not mean that they are entitled to your sexuality or anything. And so he just keeps on reaching out mm. and she yeah them on the couch come on yeah so they talk on the couch for a while and then um fucking spooning talking s- on the couch yes and they're joking about um jack's wildest fantasies about about um elsie and he says in my weird fantasies elsie he shifts until our curves and angles match up perfectly oh. in my fantasies you allow me to keep an eye on you i feel his lips at my temple and when i really let go i imagine that you let me take care of you too it it does sound outlandish why because in my head no one has done it before <laughs> my God. i fall asleep huddled in the curve of jack's throat wondering whether he might be right girly he right he's right we do hear a lot, we haven't mentioned it yet, a lot about her family structure and how she is just not 
she she is there to take care of her brothers she has two brothers yeah she has two brothers who take up a lot of space it's weird it's really they're older than her but it is really important that she is mommy's helper Mm -hmm. and that she put out all the fires and it's like look i'm not a parent have you checked on your brothers yeah i'm not a parent but that that parentification of young women and girls Mm -hmm. it is really it sends messages that i'm maybe it is helpful to parents i don't i'm sure it is it is so deeply harmful to the self-concept and development of women and it sends messages that are they benefit the patriarchy they benefit capitalism Mm -hmm. this belief that women are only here to um serve and meet other people's needs like and help that is those are the messages that she's gotten and it's you just it's not and it reinforces that women are not allowed to take up space yeah because there's i mean in the situation with elsie and her brothers like there's no room for her like no she has a a life-threatening condition yeah but there's no room for elsie because her brothers are going to kill each other over a girl they knew 12 years ago well and it's almost like because she has the life-threatening condition she has to take up less space so that Mm -hmm. they have more and it it's just such an insidious like it's it sticks with you for a long time and it really sends the message that you've got to do this in other relationships we can like this this runs deep we call it codependency in the biz this belief that you have to meet other people's needs as a, instead of meeting your own and as a way of meeting your own but it um low self-worth and i i tell clients this all the time but like think about who whatever whatever you're believing you know who is that benefiting for you to live it what I mean, that part was there to keep you safe. We get it. But, like, if we look at this belief that this part carries, like, I must care for others instead of myself. Who who benefits from that? Specifically, like, micro and macro. Like, micro, well, my abusive stepfather benefits from it. Okay, cool. Who on the macro? Oh, well, the beauty industry, the health and fitness industry. Mm-hmm. You know, all these diet, whatever. Like, it, the... This is like a core issue that I see every day. I've seen, I've worked through it a lot in my own life and I see it all the time in clients and we have got to get really, really intentional about it. And Allie does a gorgeous job of calling it out and fleshing mm -hmm. it out because why would we want someone, why would we ever let someone take care of us if we have no needs, no felt needs? No, I mean, no needs. Yeah. And y'all, I'm just, you know, this is for free. I'm sorry. But if we don't meet our needs directly, we, our parts will meet them indirectly. Yeah. And not in a way that you would like, yeah. or other people like. It's yeah. not good because we got it. I got our needs met. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, all covers right, covers it beautifully. Page Jack. 202. This is uh, this is for you, a. Ah! Mm-hmm. Um, this is Elsa talking to Jack. You hate the personality switching thing. Huh. That won't be a problem. His eyes gleam since I also enjoy calling you on your bullshit. Huh. My cheeks heat. So. Care to comment on Jay calling you out? <laughs> Look, I did not anticipate. This is the unintended consequence of years of individual therapy for both of us. Mm-hmm. I did not sign off on this side effect. I did not sign off on having a partner who could not only see my bullshit, but call me out on it and then hold me accountable on it. Yeah. I think it's stupid. I think don't like thing <laughs> I want to just wa- and I'm not saying he doesn't let me wallow but he all the time is just like so I think maybe this is not about the swimsuit <laughs> 
I love that. Oh, I hate it. Yes. Yeah, I think I mentioned that on Happy Place. I, um, I found a video that I was trying to send him at the beach of like I, I was insecure about my swimsuit he was already at the beach I was like can you like approve this before I go out and it never sent thank goodness because I watched it again and I'm like he would have he would have been like this is not about the swimsuit what else is on your mind why do you feel insecure because I don't think this is about the swimsuit yeah. also like that why are you asking me <laughs> like you know what I'm going to tell you right right and he he's kind about it but Jack's doing that too <sighs> A lot of um, he calls hey, have you taking care of yourself? Yeah. Hmm. Do you need a snack? How's your how are your glucose levels, my friend? Yeah. It's it's obnoxious. And you know, it's actually kind of don't yeah. let him hear this, but it's life saving and pretty great. Yeah. I have to say. Um on page two eighteen, hmm. um, I highlighted uh this is Jack. <clears throat> I can't see myself lying to you. You don't even know me. I don't, he admits. He studies my face for several moments like he cannot stop on the cover or the first page, like he needs to read the whole book every time. Then he leans into me and the icy chill of the morning melts away in his heat. My eyes catch on his cheekbones, the line of his jaw so sharp it could cut a heart. Mm. His lips are full, upturned, a start of that lopsided smile of his that makes me angry and weak-kneed and he bends to murmur in the shell of my ear. I'd like to, though. My God. I wrote, take note, Wyndham. Wyndham! <laughs> this is how you arouse a lady. Wyndham! This is how you arouse a woman. Oh, my God. Fucking Wyndham. He would never. Wyndham could never. Goodness. Too insecure. Too doubting himself. Mm. Yeah, I don't need that energy in my life. Um, The shell of the ear. Oh. I have never in my life before coming to smut... <laughs> I have never, you're welcome, never in my life considered the shell of the ear more than I now consider it. Oh, God. Because you can, you can fucking feel it whenever you're, you're reading this. Yes. It's like, ah. Or like in Because you gotta get real snuggled up there. When Reese explains how the wing feels, he's like, it feels like this. Ah! Ah! I was like, I know exactly how that feels. (laughs) yes yes i know i get it (laughs) yeah he um it really builds he's really consistent it's like it's just like a it's kind of meta but it's like a it's like a little orgasm in and of itself Mm. it just builds the tension builds so good and like i didn't want to stop reading because i knew that the spice was like going to come eventually and i was like i don't want to stop i want to keep reading i want to keep reading i know because i knew it was going to be so good I know. I knew it was going to be so good. It, I, you can tell by the buildup, and then they make out. I do have a side note here on two twenty four. Okay. A little bit aside. So this is like a subplot point. We get to it more at the end. But um, Doctor L is. Oh, he's. He yeah. So super. So this is just. So the note was, I think, I think about all the things he's done for me, all the things I owe to him. I wonder where I'd be without him and come up empty. So, so Dr. L is her mentor and she, she who has low self-worth belief that she's very much out of touch with her wants and needs because nobody's ever met them. The perfect victim for a gaslighting asshole. Exactly. This table, table. So parts of us, I'm going to make this very brief, maybe. 
parts of us. <laughs> we learn that we don't have needs because they're not going to be met. Mm-hmm. No one's needs because they're not going to be met, so we push those down. We learn that other people don't like us when we're in our core self. We get rejected if we're fully ourselves. We have to be a reflection of what they want from us, so we push that down too. We become just this. We think that we are uh, like filthy rags. Going to borrow some phrases from Christianity that directly just a dirty old shoe that no one would ever want. Exactly, purity culture and Uh um, evangelical Christianity specifically reinforces these concepts. They nest together like glue. It's as if they're made to go directly together. Um, And I would wager that people are building this off of sections of of an ancient text that are misapplied. So uh, it's an interesting concept. But when you don't know who you are, people can come in and do all kinds of things and dr l is a gorgeous example a horrible example of doing exactly that yeah and she fully believes and jack does not spoil this for a long time he does not just straight up come out and say like hey dr l is actually a piece of shit until way later because he doesn't need to rescue her yeah he's not here to rescue her he's like hey i trust you he he didn't come in and rescue her exactly Mm -hmm. he helped build up her self-worth and sense of self and then you know did was honest that hey dr l really fucked over my mom and And you can take care of yourself yeah do with that information what you will listen to your gut but like hey people don't get to call the shots on your career Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, Dr. L is so gross. And yeah. even before the whole like twist was revealed that he mm-hmm. was the one who ruined Jack's mom's career, I was like, I don't like this man. <laughs> yeah. He's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good... But yeah, Allie Hazelwood, she... And, and the, it was called out when she did eventually report him that um, the person, the, the staff person oh, yeah. was like, we are going to work on making academia a safer place where... Or we're going to work on, especially in this situation, because you were isolated mm-hmm. and academia does present a great place for narcissistic personality trait people to control young, weak, not weak, but like, well, people who are looking to vulnerable. find their place and yeah, people who are vulnerable looking to find a place in the world. And, um, yes, the people who are like that are easy prey for narcissistic personality traits exactly because they can make you feel so good and they're stripped of resources so mm-hmm. when you're in academia you're stripped of resources you're stressed you're stressed out the wazoo and your financial security rests on these people who are calling the shots it's a cult so uh, you're going exactly where i'm going because it sounds like a cult podcast it's from the book cultish i forget her name she's amazing it's everywhere it's a bestseller sounds like a cult podcast does a whole podcast on the cult of academia mm-hmm. exactly about this which is where it it's the perfect cult like if you're in the raw you know just the perfect program which is the perfect mentor it makes this perfect storm where exactly the same neuro neurological everything goes off that it does for people in cults mm-hmm. and so the same potential for harm is also there and ellie hazelwood is speaking out against it we love to see it yeah i mean it strips you down to survival mode because yes you're financially dependent which means that your basic needs are dependent on whether or not you can stick it out in this hellish program whatever whatever you're in academia well any higher level i mean undergrad is also terrible but any graduate like Mm -hmm. course of research oriented anything oh my god it it's gonna have this effect yeah and if you're stuck in survival mode and you can't get out of it then that's how people get stuck in the loop of well, cults in academia because... They just continue to go up, get their PhD. Yeah. Become professors. And there's the... It's the intermittent reinforcement where, like, you submit 
an article and it gets published. Yep. And that feels so good. And you and they promise that, like, oh, you can level up from here. Yeah, you can be on a tenure track, which we have. We know some professors who did not get tenure who maybe should have deserved, maybe deserved it. Yeah, it's a it's a wild. Yeah. Like we've seen some real injustices, uh, uh, just with the professors as well. Like there were some egregious things that happened to our cohort as well. Yeah, it was, that I will mm. speak out about to this day. <laughs> I spoke out about it at the time too, and was under disciplinary action. But it's fine. <laughs> um, it's cool. Um, Four still, but. It is what it is. Oh, people-pleasing. Yeah, yeah, still, it was just so fucked. But I, Allie Hazelwood at the end in, like, the epilogue at some point, she's like, I, oh, she said, Love Theoretically is by far the most academic book I've written. I've been wanting to tell love stories set against the backdrop backdrop of academic politics for a while and for this one i really let myself get into the weeds maybe yes, a little too much no. sorry but as usual lots of elements were inspired by my own experience mm-hmm. in the slightly cesspooly mess of the academ academ so yeah it's a good she captures what's this is not fake like this is really yeah, what this happens is, this is based on real experiences that happen across the board in academia and, and i had no idea that you didn't think it was just us? Yeah. Well, n- n- no, I didn't know going into it that I would be uh, having, I grew up in a cult. Like, I didn't realize that this was going to turn on all the same culty stuff within me. Mm-hmm. The same neural pathways. Like, I have strong history of being in these kinds of relationships. So then when I was put back in it, I my cult programming just like clicked right, right back on. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's taken me a while to recover and like get back to myself. It's, it's wild. Yeah. And there's no checks and balances, though. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go into higher ed, and this is not undergrad, this is mostly just, it's, mostly it's post, it's postgrad, it's it's master's, PhD, yeah. postdoc Undergr- stuff. Well, because undergrad also has more checks and balances. Like, yeah. they're minor, they're not minors, but yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, mm. it is it is a means to an end to get where you, whatever career, I mean, yes. we had to get master's degrees to be in the career that we were in. Yeah. Um, but take, take care, care of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Take care of yourself. It's, and it gets, it gets dark. Reach out for help. You're not crazy. You're not bad. Mm-hmm. You're not a bad student. You're not a bad, you're not bad in your field. There may, if you feel this overwhelming sense of like dread and like low self-worth, like maybe reach out for help because that, yeah, it can get to be an alternate reality. Yep. And chances are you, you are not the only one feeling that way, especially if you're in a graduate program. Yeah, and I would recommend reaching out for help not from the University Counseling Center. Mm-hmm. Not that they're all, but like they're in it too. And so they're not going to be able to see your perspective. Yeah. That's just a hot take. So that, yeah, some of y'all that may resonate with some of, some, maybe y'all have had personal relationships, our sweet listeners, personal relationships who've mimicked some of these patterns and you see it too, mm-hmm. but come on. Ooh. Dr. L. Yep. Um, Okay, on page 231. They're going out. I just, yeah, I just highlighted. She agreed to go out with them. The cabin smells like leather, Jack, Ah! and bad ideas. (laughs) Mm, My favorite scent. So, yeah, she, I feel like I could smell Jack with the descriptions that were given. He drives a Tesla. Uh, Ah, interesting. Money is hot. Um, Oh, this is when they're going to the party. Also, a point for, if y'all are looking for healthy relationships, do you like the person's friends? Yes. Do you like... Are are they good people, too? Are they nice to you? Yeah. Are they nice to you? What do they say about the person you're dating? Because that is a great way to learn more about the person you're dating, is who are their friends? What are they like? Exactly. Are they safe people? Yes, because they're all of an atom. 
Oh, so good. That was so fun. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God. My I mean, y'all, here. if you haven't read Love Hypothesis. Yeah, go back and read that one. Our friend H read that after Happy Place at the beach. As a palate cleanser. And she gobbled that up in like a day and a half. Like, she loved it. It was so, so good. good. So yes, that's Adam and Olive. And so it was like, it was a fun crossover. Like universe. Ah, oh, that was that so was cute. Cool. Yeah, my Kindle actually grouped the Love Hypothesis the love hypothesis or no love on the brain and this one together so i wonder if they're all kind of like in our they've got to be because like the um la la loathe to love you the three novellas which are also incredible highly recommend they are all all three girlies are best friends Aww. and so then it's all their little romances cute. those are cute highly recommend those i have this um highlighted on 237 um she's talking about or she's talking with olive and then she's mulling some stuff over if jack wanted if what Jack wanted for me was sex, what then? Honestly, no clue. I don't have much experience. Not because I ever brought it, not, not because I ever bought into the idea that sex is something precious, but because it felt like a means to an end, mm-hmm. a way to ensure that the person I was with was pleased with me. Sex never happened because of any attraction I experienced, but that's okay. Maybe I never craved it. But I also never minded it because it wasn't for me. Oof. And my note is, of course, this is where people-pleasing leads. Uh-huh. It has direct correlations on your sexuality, your ability to enjoy sex, your ability to feel safe in sex. Like, they cannot be separated. Yes. <laughs> we are mind, body, and soul. Yeah. I, I say all the time that I am very grateful that I met my partner when I did, when I was so young, because I was just ripe to be taken advantage of. Yeah. Like, I would have let I would have let men treat me like absolute fucking shit. Do whatever. I yeah. Know. Exactly. Because if you don't know yourself and you don't know what you Yeah. It's like someone in the universe knew. It's like we gotta protect <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> We're gonna do a protect. <laughs> we're gonna do a good protect. <laughs> we're gonna give her a sweet this little one. curly girl. <laughs> we can't let her can't let her get got. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna give her this one. He's gonna be nice to her. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's a real. It, it, she does. She later on speaks about um, the guy that she was with, which was so heartbreaking. Oh my god, oh god JJ, that, story that was, was awful. Oh, that was horrible. Um, but yeah, she just sex was never about her, mm-hmm. and um, this is a direct correlation with folks coming out of purity culture as well yeah absolutely Um, especially uh female identified folks it's just this idea that like i uh jamie lee finch actually has a wonderful book you uh, because the the phrase i am not my own the book title i think is you are your own Mm -hmm. like you are yours (laughs) what do you like what do you want yeah especially in terms of sexuality so yeah Mm. um okay on page 241 um while they're at the party jack uh, checks in on Elsie and is like, "Hey, have you how's your blood sugar? Here's some here's some nuts that here here's a handful of nuts. It was so sweet. You um, brought it for. I know. <laughs> and um, they're Olive, trying to figure out what they want. Yeah. And so, well, Olive says like, "Oh, I don't keep nuts in the house. They're like so gross. Yeah. Um, in the car, I'm contemplating the idea that Jack researched, bought, and packed and packed a diabetes friendly uh-huh. snack just for me when he asks, "What where to for dinner?" Oh, something happy and surprise flips in my chest at the idea of the night not being over yet. I like everything. He merges into traffic. Excellent. Some of my favorite stuff mm. is everything. Now mm-hmm. tell me what you want to eat. I have said this to you so many <laughs> fucking times. I, like- I need a gold star, people. <laughs> I need a blue ribbon for how many times I have jacked you. <laughs> and I've said, no. Okay, what do you actually want to eat? She can't tell me. You sometimes can. Well, you can. You you anticipated my needs very well today. She had 
just chicken waiting for me when I got <laughs> I worked out this morning and then came straight here sweaty so and disgusting and perfect and I had a variety she, but I did know what you want. she had a variety of chicken themed snacks chicken themed snacks with some Greek yogurt parfait situation delicious but yes it is a real so yes Jack here does a beautiful job yeah what I was your note knowing what I want and saying it out loud ah! I, can't, I can't do that ah! <laughs> can't be doing that oh and then yeah this was a great exchange now tell me what you went to eat um she then begins so this is kind of been seen in a nutshell y'all this is really how it works um i look at his near perfect profile he hasn't shaved in the last couple of days looks a bit tired i wonder if he's been up and about up and about since morning if he hasn't had anything since lunch he's huge probably always ravenous simple stuff big portions burgers i say he gives me a nice try look yes elsie i do like burgers that wasn't the question though <laughs> i scowl how does he do this how does he always and then he says want me to pull over so you can get out and stomp your foot a bit and i i made the note yes actually yes i would i would like to stomp my foot <laughs> i want to throw a tantrum right now uh, but it's so it, it was just really cute because then she immediately like reads like what he looks hungry what does he want right and then he really presses her in a safe way like hey no what do you want and then uh she goes cheese cheese i almost yell shocking myself jack smiles satisfied i know just the place i know just the place so so shout that i want cheese at any time she is you literally oh my okay did you highlight on 244 is it the Twilight box set? That's, no. what, that's my next highlight. Oh, okay, well, let me do this one. Okay. Then go, <laughs> try, try, mm-hmm. Very important to me. <sighs> Brutally honest. I take a deep breath. Maybe it's just the booth, but it's almost like, it almost feels like we're alone in his apartment again. Just the two of us. Intimate. Sometimes, when I can't sleep because I'm nervous, I look up cheese on Google Images and nice. I just scroll. I scroll, in- <laughs> scroll infinitely. And I feel peace. Taylor Swiss. <laughs> this is, my note is, this is uh oh this is an entire theater theoretical intervention oh yeah this, look at cheese this is your ideal world go look at cheese and feel dopamine feel joy look look and eat cheese and look taylor at taylor swiss taylor swiss <laughs> we have a sticker that's just it's a piece of cheese that's so with blonde hair so and lipstick and no it's taylor swift's face coming out of swiss cheese whole and it says taylor swiss <laughs> i'm yeah it's so, so good stupid. it's so good okay box set page 269 i cannot believe you own the twilight box set i wrote i don't care that he's blonde i'm claiming him you no longer care you no longer care that he's blonde he bought the fucking blu-rays the blu-ray before they get to the blu-rays uh i loved this yep he parks no he reverse parks without oh. sweating or crying or a litany of fuck shit fuck i hate him <laughs> so hot isn't that the truth isn't that exactly how it goes so um, he's watching twilight with her yes because she loves she twilight. loves twilight and he wants to enjoy what she enjoys yes it's not about if he likes it or not he wants to appreciate you know he wants to know yes page 274 i highlighted i'm not going to fuck you he promises me quietly, almost talking to himself. Mm. I really wish you would, though. But, like, actually, could I do. I'm begging you. In terms please. of what I want and need, Jack. <laughs> what I personally want and need. Yeah. On 272, I highlighted um, about halfway through, I pry myself through the hormonal ride of paranormal teenage angst to look at Jack. He's studying the movie intently, watchfully, like it's a documentary on unparticled th- physics. 
I promise I'm not going to quiz you afterwards. I tell him, you can scroll your phone, fall asleep, roll your eyes. And this is where I wrote, the amount of guilt I feel right now for falling asleep during <laughs> Twilight that time. <laughs> That's haunted A's mind. I haven't thought about that since, like, it, was, it had to be two years ago. Maybe a little more. <laughs> I said the whole damn thing. Okay, we'll watch it again. Um, okay, so we're going to get a little spicy. I think my, oh, the sex. my next... Several cup. notes are probably all spicy, so yes. spice up. ahead if there um, are little ears. Yes, page two seventy five. Okay, Jack mm. says, "Just ah, uh, everything he says is so I good. Know. It's so dirty." <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's making the argument that they should have sex, and uh-huh. he's. He, he has learned the story of JJ, the guy that she yes. dated before. Um, he basically just, like, used her and then... It was very non-consensual, very confusing for her. Yeah. And so Jack is like, well, until you know what you want... How can I make you come? Right. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's what you got. Yeah. <laughs> he shifts forward. So she's like, you can't assume that you know what's best for me. Did you just inform me that we're not going to have sex because it's what's best for us? Yeah. Yeah. This is patronizing. You can't assume yeah. that you know what's best. And he says, okay, then. He shifts forward, and I hmm. can feel every millimeter. How do I make you come? Hmm. I must have misunderstood. What? What do you like when having sex? What do you want? What are your needs? Huh. His eyes are pools of black in the dim lights. How do I make you come? Well, that's uncalled for. I just wrote, I think, Jack, I feel like you know exactly what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Jack, come on. Sounds like. I think you know what to do. You can tell me. Tell me what I want. (laughs) I mean, they have, like, a real exchange of several pages on this. And he's got got a point. Mm. You probably have it highlighted, too, on 277. Elsie, he's behind me. I see his reflection in the glass, holding my eyes like a mirror. She got up. She's frustrated. You have a pattern of doing things that you don't enjoy for the sake of others, and I need to be sure that the two of us don't fall into it. I need to know that you're not initiating anything with me because it's something you think I expect. And I need to be certain that you don't feel like you have to be some fantasy lay whose only focus is my pleasure. That you're in a place where you're able to acknowledge and articulate your needs. Gross. Yeah. Terrible. I would like you to anticipate my needs (laughs) and do it for me. (laughs) Um, I have... I open my eyes. He is, mm-hmm. I want him for myself. I have no idea what shape, timeline, texture, but I do. I'm thinking that I don't know how to make, I don't know how you can make me come, but it'd be fun to find out together. Yes. That's right, my girl. Yes. Experimenting. That's fun. And she articulated that. She's right. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would, it would be fun to find out together. That's what I want. Yeah. And that did it. It also did it that she stripped. Um, I, my note here is Allie Hazelwood knows what she's doing. Um, to, it should be noted that this is their first, like, kiss. This yeah. is their first oh, sex scene, and it is it is page 278. Yes. So, but it's long. Like... Oh, my... Yeah. The interactions... There's, like, three or four. Like, everything from the... To the end of the book. Yeah. They have sex several times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... The pay I promise the payoff is the payoff's it. good. Yeah. We wouldn't we wouldn't steer y'all wrong. Um, okay. This is Elsie's inner monologue. I'm not insecure about my body, probably because I'm so busy being insecure about every other little thing that I do. <laughs> 
But if I were, if I had any doubts about whether I'm attractive, pretty, desirable enough to him, they dissolve like sugar and water. Jack's cheeks are pink, his pupils are fat, fixed at some point between my belly button and the elastic of my panties. And at his sides, both of his hands twitch, then clench into fists. Mm. She it's, knows. The, it's the neuroscience of it all. Yeah. She, unlike any other author that I've read, she captures arousal the description the literary <laughs> description it's, of sexual arousal and engagement in some of the most accurate oh god intoxicating like this is just it's just like if you are looking for descriptive this is very descriptive it's very descriptive and it's just like it's it's good is good two thumbs up oh two thumbs up okay page 279 i'm going to read you um most of the description of their first kiss this is just a kiss this is just a kiss and it's to be noted that it is longer than the oral sex scene (laughs) in happy place i'm gonna read you the whole damn thing yeah please do because it is longer than the entire sexual encounter in the outdoor shower in Uh happy place Jack is not clumsy, not ever, but the embrace somehow is. Too hurried, greedy, impatient, the momentum too strong when he presses me against the window, the cold glass bites into my skin, a heady contrast to the unyielding weight of his chest on my front. Why are you... His mouth is on mine, and I'm overwhelmed, then dizzy and confused. In my experience, kisses are brief, something Mm. to do before moving to other body parts, to the real thing. But Jack won't let this one end. His tongue presses against mine, strokes slowly, coaxes my jaw open. He kisses me like he's already inside me, and I I don't know what to do about that. So the moment stretches endlessly, full and hot, until I cannot help squirming against him. Mm. It, this, it's. Why, like I don't have words to describe. Uh, just y'all gotta read it. Like if you haven't read this, oh, God. read this and report back. Is this just because I'm hopelessly straight? Like yeah, is th- this for straight? Is this straight people porn or what? <laughs> like I d- I'm sorry. This is like so hot though. We're here though. The windowsill dra- da- digging on into my fucking- hips till he lifts me on top of it. Still, he's taller, bigger, stronger, but he yields a few inches of advantage, and I arch into him, twisting to get closer. The response of her body like the description of of her sexual response his desire and her sexual response is just wild well and it's so accurate too yes that's what like i feel like i could feel myself in the situation like having a man just adore and like the first time yes oh like i can see you yes yes it's that it's that uh and it's it's what we it's it's why people who have up against the wall with me yes it's just it's the wanting it's the needing it's the restraint that he wrestles with yes oh so that's so brendan too the whole like no i'm gonna take care of you i really want this too and i'm yeah (laughs) yeah i think i don't know what kink this is but like just (laughs) (laughs) loving watching a man just like struggle to hold yes. his like composure yeah re- but but doing it because he's prioritizing your needs i think that's probably the kink it's just like oh you you see my needs and yeah. you're delighting and meeting them and like she they, it does become reciprocal like oh yeah like which is beautiful too like he receives a lot of pleasure from her and it's just really beautiful that he is really centering her i know it's so good i know i know he's Um, in love he's like head over heels 
this scene is still happening y'all page 281 oh god yeah he's looking down at my body like it's a beautiful space oddity something belonging to a minor goddess to be investigated (laughs) in filthy methodical obscene ways his hand traces my flat stomach skims the place where my thigh highs transition into tender skin brushes reverently against the pod right above my panties like this little thing my life depends on is as much a part of me as my navel jj asked me to take it off said he found it off-putting made bionic woman jokes and then there's jack licking his lips and asking where do i start where do I start? Uh, well, and he, like, later on, like, he just, just the personal interest he takes in her, everything. But, yeah. Yeah. Her insecurities are not just accepted. They're, like, celebrated. And, like, they make her her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves it. Wild. Um, so, she is obviously, I mean, she is a woman who exists in the world. So, she's insecure about. Sure. Performing it. I mean, we all have felt insecure about our performance in the bedroom um and she's like just do whatever you would do with any other woman please like yeah i don't don't make it special for me i'm just 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 treat me like every other woman (laughs) all these other girls he laughs into my collarbone then starts sucking on it elsie (laughs) yes and so i highlighted if you were any other woman, his palms stroke my knees, spreading my legs apart. If you were anyone but you, I would take you to bed. I'd fuck you everywhere you let me. His fingers are like electricity, climbing up my inner thighs, lighting up nerve endings. I would go down on you, maybe while you're going down on me. And because your tits look like something I'd be dreaming about for decades, I'd ask permission to come on them. Paint a picture. Mm. I said, okay. <laughs> I'm signing <Huh>. off. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that you now that you've described for me what you'd like to do, Jack, I I'm into that. I would like to participate. So that, in that activity. That that you just dear God, this Wow. The it, the like possession. Oh my god, when he gets into that, I think that's later. Oh, I I like it. Don't worry. Oh my god, come on. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Uh page two eighty six. I think you should let me go on my knees and eat you out till tomorrow morning. Hmm. I said, excellent suggestion, Dr. Smith-Turner. <laughs> that, that is your, <laughs> I think, make sure my eyes are on his, I think we should go to bed, have sex, real sex. And he says, yeah, he's on his knees. How do we like our men? On their, on their, their knees. knees. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, and let me tell you. This was all her pleasure for like 10 pages oh, and he he's still not come. This scene is so long. Like it has to be at least 10 pages and it's it's all about her center of attention. Yep. It's mhm. Mhm. Yep. Oh, and Wow, she comes like four times. Oh, it's so good. Guys, gals, non-binary pals. <laughs> um he he eats it with the panties on. He sure do. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> he sure do. I mean Honestly, he eats it every way he possibly can. Uh-huh. And we, we know that because it's described in intimate detail and multiple he, times. And he's begging for it. Yes. There is not a bit of hesitancy. The only reason that he... I mean, it's... It, yeah. <laughs> my, my next highlight, page 287. I will give you anything I have, anything you want, if you let me go down on you right now. <laughs> I said, you know how we like our men, especially when they beg for it. Yeah. He's literally begging for it. He is so in love. He's been dreaming about this, this moment for months. And her world is absolutely coming apart. She has never. She's like, well, yeah. yeah Allie she, Hazelwood does this in all of her books. She's a girly who we love and appreciate. She has done this with every heroine. And I absolutely love it. 
but it's the best sex of their life. Like in this moment, you're witnessing the oh the like like isn't this the first time she's ever come in? Yeah, she of, has like a realization. She's like, I'm actually gonna have an organ. I'm going to come. I'm and he's go. like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I. That's what we do. It. He's like, Yeah. When we have sex, you're gonna come. Mm-hmm. Like that's us having sex but she's just not that was never it yeah because y'all when you're just thinking about other people's wants and needs it sure is hard to think about your own sexual pleasure isn't it oh it's so hard especially when like if you never never practice voicing what you want and need or if you yeah. don't if you have no idea and if you're not with you a want. partner who gives a fuck about trying to explore that yeah hmm. um okay <laughs> I only highlighted the, this other part, but I'll, I'll give you the context for it. Just because, y'all, I want you to know how descriptive this book is. We're here to help. Yes. Um, so this is Elsie talking. What do you want now? Putting aside your rules, because he's basically made the rule that they're not going to have penetrative sex tonight. Bullshit. Yeah. I roll my eyes at the last word, which seems to amuse him. My stomach blooms with heat, a physical reaction to his dimple. <laughs> I don't have to. Honesty. Okay. He exhales and stares down at my body, considers the possibilities. I want to come on your stomach. Oh, I expected... I don't know what. Not this. Huh. Is it a kink you have? He shakes his head. Not usually, no. But he looks past my eyes, uncharacteristically bashful. Honesty, I request. I never thought of myself as the possessive type, but you were someone else's for a long time, and it drove me a bit crazy in my lizard brain. <laughs> Tell me more about your lizard brain. <laughs> I want to know more about your lizard brain. I it, am ruined for every other I know. book hero. That's, that's what I'm saying. And we've read a lot. And we've read a lot this, of garbage. This is, this is not garbage. I just, wow. Wow. And it's dirty. I think that's the thing that we've read before is is usually we have a really good plot and then we have, if it is a book with really good plot, it is then smut that's very romantic but leaves a lot to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Which we get. I appreciate that can be super beautiful too. This is beautiful and explicit. Oh, I, we... So we didn't you even can have both. We didn't even read the mo- like. There's yeah. a description of like these are how meant to be read alone. His fingers feel inside like yeah. Oh, and a description of when we add more fingers to the equ- like. It's mm-hmm. extremely there are equations involved. Yes. Yeah. It is the you got oh God, leave, you got to read this alone because oh my <sighs> God. The, but that's the thing. Like this is not just beautiful and romantic. It is also like really hot, and I think that's. That's just the fun of it, y'all. It's so good. So that sex scene, oral sex, a lot of touching, starts in like the early 270s. Um, yeah. And my last highlight in that scene, page 292. That is 20 pages, y'all. Of, yeah. Of tension. Their and, first time. Yeah. It's so good. They, we haven't even had penetrative sex yet. No. Page 292. Be gentle with me, Elsie. That's all I ask. And I said, I make no such request. <laughs> I'm asking you to not. Actually, could you not? <laughs> I'm asking you to not be gentle with me. Exactly. Dr. Smith Turner. Oh, uh, but he's he's saying be gentle with my heart because he's like, he's all in. I wrote multiple page spicy scene with no penetrative sex. Bless you, Allie. <laughs> because like, it's a, it's a sign that then the penetrative sex is going to be great too. Like, oh. it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's, it is great. In fact, mm. <laughs> can confirm, can confirm. It's. It's exactly what My you want. My God. 
Um, okay, page 302. I highlighted this and um, sent a picture to another group of friends who also read smut. And I said, I think my smut is t- trying to attack me. <laughs> ah. um, mm-hmm. Okay, this is Jack talking. Somewhere along the way, your wires got crossed. Your brain decided that you're not worth people's time and effort. Huh. And that if you ask anything, they won't just say no. They'll also leave you. He says it matter-of-factly, like he's the Archimedes of Syracuse repeating his findings about upward buoyant forces hmm. to the Acropolis for the 10th time. I'm going to be honest, I don't know what the fuck that means. Sure. <laughs> Greek? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to level with you all. I just re- I read it. I don't know what it means. It, honesty. <laughs> um, but that's not how love works, Elsie. But don't worry. For now, I'll show you. But I go to sleep. <laughs> we should be having all the sex yes we should be having all so this is like 2 a.m she's really tired and she's like we're gonna have sex and then he he again prioritizes yeah he's like just close your eyes oh and then he pulls this on her which she did to greg when he was like we're gonna go in different rooms we're gonna i'm gonna count all the way so he says now count to 20 in your head close your eyes and then she gets to 13 and she's lost 13 of course she gets to 13 she's a swifty swifty 13 before i'm lost to the world Mm. He, this is love, y'all. This is love. Yeah. Let someone show you what love feels like. And it's not like, it does not feel like people are going to leave you. Yeah. If you state what you want and need. Actually, they want you to be full of yourself. That's, they love that. Yeah. It's actually really fun. Yeah. It's actually, it's just, this is why y'all, if you partner with someone who really loves you and pulls out the best in you. Y'all can live a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, I highlighted on 305. This is when she woke up. Uh, your frown woke me up, he says, his voice rough with sleep. He shifts in a stretching yawn like it's a seismic event, a huge tectonic fault shifting under the crust of the earth. Because during the night, I ended up face down on top of Jack. <laughs> How, I ask, you move around a lot, he says. Felt like the easiest way to keep you from kicking my shins. Wait, when? About five minutes after you fell asleep. <laughs> He picked her up and because he's huge, picked her up and you know, like a like a little baby, a little baby, just like you're gonna just I'm gonna sleep on my back and you're just gonna sleep right here <laughs> on top of me. So cute. I know. God. Um, page three oh eight. You could be my entire world. He whispers in my ear before moving to my collarbone. Hmm. If you let me, I stroke his hair. I, I think, think I, I will. Then mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you, uh, what are you sorry for? He's making room for himself between my legs, spreading them open, touching me there purposefully, exploringly, urgently, like he's looking for answers. Do I want this? Am I ready? Am I wet enough? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Because I'm never going to let you go. This is their first penetrative sex I said, moment. That's exactly what I'm looking for here, Jack. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> congratulations. You've arrived at exactly, exactly. You're delivering. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course, Ellie Hazelwood does an excellent trope of he's a little too big, but oh. they figure it out. You know what? They sure do figure the, that it's out. It's really, it solves itself. She likes to be full. <laughs> and that is, a, that is a phrase that is used in this book. It is emphasized Multiple here on times. page 312. So uh, this feels right and my body knows because it welcomes Jack inside like I'm where he belongs. See, beautiful and hot as hell. Like so descriptive. We can make something romantic and smutty, smutty. So where he belongs. So maybe you like to be full. Yes, 
Yes, it appears that I do like As to be full. Tables. <laughs> I like massive dicks. Yeah, interesting how <laughs> that works. On page 310, I just highlighted, I want to fuck you, he says into my ear. Please let me fuck you. And I just wrote, I love men written by women. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, they have all the blood in their head. They're able to articulate English words. Ah. It's interesting. Are you all ready? Mm. Page 313. Between today and the day we die, I'm going to fuck you everywhere. Hmm. Say it with me, folks. Is that a promise, Captain? <laughs> Damn it, I missed it. Is that a promise, Captain? In fact, it is. It's a, it sure is. It is. He means it. Okay, page 315. So that was several scenes of their, or several pages of their first penetrative, penetrative sex scene. And I highlighted, I think what wherever it is that we're going, maybe, just maybe, it might turn out to be the place I never mm. want to leave. And I said, someone send Allie Hazelwood a fruit basket or something. Because these sex scenes are just, this is it's romantic, it's beautiful, it's descriptive. Like, the language is so good. And they tease each other and they talk to each other. And it is, it's possible. Mm. It's possible to write this. It's a, it's a public service, honestly. Page 318, after they've done lots of very dirty things. Oh, they're still going on but, page 38, or at least on my page yeah. 318. The sun is high in the sky. Jack is deep inside me, and I smile into the sheets for no particular reason. Mm. She's happy. I just put a smiley face. Yes. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, and then 318. I think I might be happy. Due, though, due to a lack of hands-on experience, I cannot be sure. I cannot As a scientist, sure. I cannot be sure. Is this happiness? <laughs> Um, slightly different than what you highlighted. <laughs> there, he murmurs against my ear, angling my hips to give me even more. That's how I make you come? My mind blurs. You already made me come. He makes a guttural noise. I want to feel it when my cock is inside you. Ah. Communication, baby. That's what that is. It sure is. And this is data. He's collecting data for future rendezvous where he is going to do this again. He needs this data. Is, that, is this it? He's a scientist. Is this a, is this, this a spot? This is research mm -hmm. for science. His well, he is the application, but he is experiential, mm -hmm. like experimental. Like he's an experimental physicist. She's theoretically. He's. Yeah, it works out really well. Science. I would say. Mm -hmm. All right, page three twenty. I laugh and Jack smiles just because of that, which is a little unlike him, and also stupid. He's stupid. And also stupid. I'm stupid. We're stupid, or maybe we're just 16. And I wrote, I've seen sparks fly yes. whenever you smile. Oh. <laughs> Dropping my shit. So cute. Yeah, he's stupid. I'm stupid. Maybe we're just 16. Jack Smith, Jack Smith Turner, Jonathan Smith Turner, and I have had sex more than once. More than more than once and now we're having breakfast at 1 p.m this is not my timeline but i'll claim it anyway uh i said i made the note this is the best timeline and it's hers and it's hers it actually is your timeline honey happiness is accessible within your own timeline mm -hmm. whatever timeline you're in in string theory you can be happy folks yep all right for, for y'all taking notes that wasn't, there was a, page 270, there was a sex scene. Page 280, there was a sex scene. We're still page going. 308, 318, there was a sex scene. Page 326. So we're, we're doing it again. He takes my hips within his hands and holds me like my precious artifact at once firm and gentle. His hands, or he kisses between my legs, um, 
and their long, savoring, messy, slow licks that have me arching up against the couch and trembling into his mouth. There is something shameless about this. The way he enjoys it, the sounds he makes, the fact that he seems to go away at moments like he does this for his own pleasure mm. more than for mine. And I just wrote a round of applause for Jack enacting my exact fantasy of getting eaten out while watching Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> She does read the comment somewhere down the road. Second time we do this with Twilight in the background, he says, I can't believe I we missed the part where Bella beats up Jacob. Jesus, Elsie, what is this movie? Um, <laughs> this is your fantasy. All right. And then later on down that same page, I highlighted this because I was thrown off by Dr. Jack Smith Turner using praise unprecedented. Mm. Oh, it was so hot. Unprecedented. I cling to the sweaty muscles of his back, feel my entire body shake, and when he, and then he orders eyes on me. Uh huh. Ah! Uh huh. Doctor Smith, excuse me, sir. He's yeah, yeah. As the evening becomes night, I. Mm-hmm. You can't just start saying eyes on me without precedent, my guy. Yeah, doctor. I got so nervous. I was like, oh my god. Well, <laughs> 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 just a little on edge. I had been reading this like all in one sitting and so I was like oh I was very wound up (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was I was staying up late reading it and I was just like you know that feeling when it's like you're all in it's like you can't put down it's the best feeling in the world oh it's so good one of them anyway and it yeah so good all right page 351 we're almost done you all Um, yeah there is a little tension not a third act breakup necessarily but they don't break up but you know yeah. she works through some stuff and they get back together yeah that's as they do he talks more about his mom mm-hmm. there's all the plot points are tied up yep. because this is an excellently written book it sure is so on page 51 this is dr l her mentor speaking hmm. the narcissist asshole yes um, that one and her name is Elsie, and he calls her Elise. Mm-hmm. So, if that gives you any clue to how much he actually cares about her, well, it's it's intentional. Yeah, he's got it's his. it's a power trip. Yeah, Elise, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't have entered graduate school. Ah. I chose you. Whatever career you have, you owe it to me. You <laughs> should be very careful and not forget that. Hmm. In the words of Taylor Swift. There are going to be people along the way who try to undercut your successes or take credit for your accomplishments. Someday, when you get where you're going, you'll know it was you who put you there. And that will uh, be the greatest feeling in the world. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, Allie's a Swifty. Yeah. And she knows. Like, this is... Uh, that is one of the... That is... The second most satisfying part about this book is that she, Elsie, steps into her own power. Yes. She steps into, right here, she tells Dr. L, you overstepped. Yes. Um, she, she just claims what matters, what I highlighted here on page 353. For the past six years, I've tried to be the Elsie that Dr. L wanted. Resourceful, hardworking, tireless, everything I needed. Money, insulin, time, insulin, time. Rest, mental fucking space, everything I needed to put after my work. I followed his advice before anyone else's, thinking that he had my best interest in mind, thinking that he deserved an Elsie who strove for brilliance. All along, all he wanted was someone he could control. Mm-hmm. And it's not everyone has your best interest in mind. No. Even if even if they say that they do. Sometimes especially when they say that they do. If yeah. they have to say it. <laughs> I know Dr. L was like, well, these other positions, like she had yeah. offers for other jobs and he, they kept 
Dr. L kept being like, well, that's not good enough this is for real. you. But he didn't tell her that. She thought that this, so scarcity, she thought that this was all that there was mm-hmm. because he didn't tell her that there were other job opportunities. And so she was, yeah, she's been like at physical risk because of his narcissism. And it's just really sobering, y'all. Like, yeah. reach out for help. Get a second opinion if you feel like someone is, is has undue influence. I can... Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) I can recommend a lot of resources. Um, Most of them, I just for my for my culty girlies and people, folks, non-binary folks. I gotta, I gotta. But Dr. Stephen Hansen um, has some beautiful resources. Freedom of the Freedom of the Mind is his website, and he is a cult person who works with folks who have been controlled in these ways. And so, there's also lots of resources for folks who have experienced narcissistic abuse. But yeah, y'all, the Cult of Academia. Mm -hmm. But Elsie finds her voice. Yes, she does. Um, all right, page 357. I've highlighted, I feel selfishly, beautifully happy. Oh. I just chose something on my own, for my own, without first building a sophisticated theoretical model of other people's advice, preferences, and needs. Mm. Selfishly and beautifully happy. That's my hope for, for all of you all. Yes. For all my students. Yes. yes selfishly and beautifully happy because we need you to be you fully you and only you can know what makes you selfishly beautifully happy yes because it's actually not selfish and it's important to note um speaking of not selfish cc who is just absolutely the most wonderful best friend um she on page 360 when i get home cc is wearing this is a bulleted list for the record Bullet one, a teddy, two, an apron, uh-huh. three, a single knee sock, four, nothing else. She's cooking and swaying to the sound of so, something so I cannot hear. <laughs> She's cooking and swaying to the sound of something I cannot hear, occasionally breaking into off-key singing. No, that's not me. I can't carry a tune. In the direction of Hedgie, who keeps frolicking in a bowl of dry kitten food. <laughs> I've highlighted this is Elsie talking to George because she's going to accept the position yes. that George offered her, a research position. Um and um george says i really didn't think you were going to accept and elsie says i know my heart beats a little faster but in the end it was an easy choice because Mm. i wanted to yes because i want to because i don't want to yeah two very important things yeah memorize it practice it in the mirror yeah honestly oh my god i i recommend this for folks a lot the um a way to hone this because if you like some people it really is hard i get it it's hard you you're not doing this for fun it really is hard find images whether it's pinterest is great for folks this is a way to do this just pictures of beautiful things or of things that you like or of food that you like but like look at them and if you're drawn to it say why do i what do i like about this image what do i like well and for me i love interior design and so like i love the way that the light is streaming in through the windows if I say, mm, this tastes so delicious, what is it about this? What do I feel in my body? Mm-hmm. What do I notice? Why, how can I tell? And I, that's a great one too. How can I tell that I love this? How can, I feel really safe and happy with this person. How can I tell? How do you know that? Well, because I feel, I feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. You know, and so go through it. You're honing your sense of why. But just like... Elsie had the APE. She had like the whole system for honing how to meet other people's needs. We have to hone and develop how to meet our own yes, needs. Yes, a felt sense of why do I want this? Why do I like this? Who am I? Yes. So, um, this is my last note. Um, 
this is we're resolving the like little teeny tiny third act breakup that happens mm-hmm. um but y'all know this gets tied up in a beautiful little bow happily ever after oh of course yes um this is jack talking okay then honesty he tilts my face backwards lip lips brushing against my ear I want you, Elsie, all the time. I think of you all the fucking time. I'm distracted. I'm shit at work. And my first instinct, the very first time I saw you, was to run away. Because I knew that if (laughs) we start doing this, we would never stop. And that's exactly how it is. There is no universe in which I'm going to let you go. I want to be with you, on you, every second of the day. I think I dream of crazy things. I want you to marry me tomorrow so you can go on my health insurance. I want to lock you in my room for a couple of weeks. I want to buy groceries based on what you like. I want to play it cool like I'm attracted to you and not obsessed out of my mind. But that's not where I'm at at all. Not at all. And I need you to keep us in check. I need you to pace us because wherever it is we're going, I'm here. I'm already right here. Oh, come on. I wrote, I want your midnight yes. i'll be cleaning up bottles with you on new year's day oh yes take a shot folks it yeah i highlighted through here she's going through this is shortly before that and she's talking about you know communication and you need to buy curtains because it's really bright in here it's too fucking bright in your house yeah <laughs> And it's it's hot. Like, the communication. He is so clear about what he wants. And then she learns how to be really clear about what she wants. And the epilogue is so good. I love a happily ever after. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is certainly one of them. And I love the reality of eight months later. Eight months later, she feels all these things. And yes. she gets right there with him. And um, she closes it with, Dear Jack, I know I've been slow, but I just want you to know something. I'm right here with you. Oh, and it's she, so good. Yes, it's. It's the, she's sure. Yeah. And he wants to know that she is sure. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not rushing her. It's like, no, is this... Is this it, what you want? Yeah. And we get to move at our pace. And it's not that she doesn't want to be with him. It's that she she needs to live into it. She needs to well, try a, it she's on. She's a theoretical physicist. She needs to ah, run her models and... Exactly. Yeah. She needs to run her models and do all the things. Um, and on page 380, Tuesday, t- she's scheduling something and she's like, Tuesday night is also no good because I have therapy, which I can now miraculously afford. Yes. <laughs> I've never been this healthy mentally and physically. The wonders of having insurance. It's... Her needs are met. Yeah. Her needs begin being met and they are met with the help of someone who loves her and is helping her learn how to love herself and meet her own needs because some of these are needs that only she can meet. He didn't come in and rescue her. No. He taught her how to... He empowered he, her. He empowered her to step into who she is. Mm-hmm. Like, he made the space for her to become her. It's just... It's so good. That's and the really love. I love, like, she's in therapy, and she's telling her therapist, like, I'm feeling, <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm always insecure. Like, I'm worried he's going to leave me. And she's like, well, okay, so what do we do when we're feeling insecure? And she's like, eat cheese. <laughs> therapist doesn't laugh. If I were her therapist, I would have laughed. That's oh. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, I would have said, jokingly, at first, you should eat cheese. And then I would have said, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's like, what do we do when we feel in this way? We articulate uh, our feelings to our partner. <laughs> we say, what would it feel like to say that? Yeah, what would it be like for you to say that to your what partner? Are, and what are we afraid? What happened? Like, yeah. it's, it's, of course, there are barriers or you would have already said it. So let's talk about why. Yeah. Why that feels hard. It's just people deserve to have their needs met. Sexually, mentally, physically. 
all of the above emotionally it's, emotionally it's very important and this this book and it just she's covered it i so good i love that i have it in a, a hard copy <laughs> because it's just like i can look at it and, and my heart can be precious. it's orange it's gorgeous and it's it's me and my partner <laughs> um okay so our hero dr jonathan smith turner streets and sheets oh my god he's fives across the board i'm gonna have a hot take real quick i'm sorry let me swallow my fruit snack <laughs> um in some ways, I think I like him more than I like Brendan. Really? I can't. It's hard because I just read this book, and so I'm feeling okay. this, like, I have all these giddy feelings. Sure, just sure, like, sure. And I can't remember, you like... You need some space to run your models and... and well, <laughs> I just don't know, like, did I feel this way after I read It Happened One Summer? I probably okay. did. Okay. But because this is so fresh, I'm like, oh, I love him so much. Yeah. I... I mean, I can say I think you identify far more with Elsie than with Piper. Yeah, like personality-wise too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I think we're gonna. Here's here's why I'm lobbying for you to also come onto the bandwagon of him being our new measuring stick for all other men. It is because he is objectively a Lego man. Objectively, he is. He is, and if I could win you over to the magic of him being your new favorite too then i would win <laughs> you would you would win <laughs> there's nothing to win but. <laughs> yeah it's not about you and what the you Enneagram actually like to win. it's about the need to win <laughs> no i i i'm only joshing but like this was an easy this is whether or not you come to my to my side here this is an easy, like, new measuring stick male character for yes. me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I, he's I'm definitely saying, up there. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying he's, five, like, five in the streets, five in the sheets. Totally. He's, he communicates. He's adjusted. His needs are met. He, yeah, he knows what he wants. He communicates he's that. He's loyal. He does a good protect. He, yes. He's he, got a little bit of possessive streak, which you know we like. Yeah, we're into. He's <laughs> but in a hot way. hopelessly in love. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I love He's him. rich. Come on. He drives a Tesla, baby. <laughs> I mean, fuck Elon Musk, but... You know. Yeah. There are several references to, to fuck Elon Musk in this. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Hazel hates Elon yeah. Musk. It's cute. Yeah. Okay. Our heroine. What do we think? I love her. I mean, this is hard because I I, I deeply identify with this character. And like, Yes. I like her because she feels like a real person. I absolutely love i i mean obviously if she would have like stayed this person the whole book just like not knowing who she was that would have been really frustrating Mm -hmm. so human so good so real how she's able to step into like isn't it wild how people can be so accomplished and talented and like fucking you know theoretical physicists but think that they're worthless i know that is that is why we need therapy like like that is like objectively she's a Ah, oh, just wild to me because she's so amazing. So we saw that. We always knew that from the beginning that like that like she's incredible, she's talented, she's brilliant. But then for her to learn that at the end, one of my favorite heroine story arcs. So good. Five. I I give her a five too, just because I mean she has a full character development. She does. Like she moves through a plot where she like 
she has triumphs and failures and she has a full development arc exactly and at, by the end of the book like she has moved forward in her self-actualization but she's still working on it like yeah she's that, a person that's a real that's real like she's not perfect and she yeah at the end of the book when she's trying to tell jack hey i'm feeling a little insecure she still struggles to like get it out because yeah. it's hard to change that wiring in your brain but like the sign of like a healthy person is not that they're perfect <laughs> it's that they're actively working on it and taking ownership of their shit and like growing like that's the beauty of life like you're not supposed to be like a fully self-actualized person like uh, overnight especially not at 28 or however old i think she's yeah, yeah not even 30 is. yeah but yeah being a person just be a person yeah but like take responsibility for your shit ah love it uh okay story was there one did we care one of my favorites best one of the best character driven stories honestly that we've read that i've read in the past like i mean we're euphoric i'm happy to have my mind I, this will always rank really high i don't this is not a book that anything could like displace and be like, oh, well, no, that one was better. I mean, I am willing, I'm open to that. But like, mm-hmm. this was amazing. And yeah, what would you say about the smut? So it's a slow burn, y'all. Yeah. So if you like a slow burn. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this on the way over. I was like, mm-hmm. I, the spice in here is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to give it some. I want to give it such a high ranking, but because it I know takes so long to get there, and I don't know, it hurts me. I feel like I think four, okay. uh, four and a half. I think. And you know, for some people, like that's what they want. Yeah, they're not out here trying to like. So, oh, the article that I read the synopsis of at the beginning, I skimmed over it, and she has a gorgeous rating system of like PG, of, like you know the different rating all the way up. And then there's R and X. So she, like, uses, like, examples of, like, scenes that, like, the smut are, you know, R-rated. I think the dogs would like to come inside. <laughs> We're almost would. done. We're almost done. Yeah, we are. Um, we're landing the plane. But she rated it R, which I really appreciated. It's not X-rated. No. This is not, like, completely, like... They don't use the word squelch in this book. <laughs> like, they have in other books we have read. Yes, exactly. Like, they're... So I do... That should be noted. Like, this is rated R. Like, it's it's explicit fully, which we love. Come on. Oh, it's so good. But it's also, like, it's tempered with, like, it. it's artful. Yes. Oh, God. The Come writing on. is beautiful. The smut scenes, like, there's... I think there's three solid ones, and then there's some, like, alluding to a little bit throughout, like, peppering in some, like, and then we were in the shower or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but they span pages, 10 pages, yeah. 15 pages. Like, Very detailed. So good, you all. Um, For science. So, I mean, it does take a while to get there, but the tension building is beautiful, and it doesn't feel frustrating. Like, we've read books, like, Hook, Line, mm-hmm. and Sinker, where we were like, okay, I'm fresh. I- I'm it's annoyed. Yeah. I'm annoyed at how-, how long this is taking, but this was, like, the perfect amount of tension building, and then when like it all comes to a head and it finally combusts it's like climaxes you, yeah when it climaxes uh like we told you like it was back to back to back after that the payoff and that's what we want and like i mean it, it really is like a metaphor for sex like the more you invest mm-hmm. like the bigger the payoff is going to be it's just it's like that's just the truth that's i think she knows this i think she's a witch ah i love her I want, I want to meet her. Allie, come on our podcast. Allie, please. oh my God, I would fangirl so hard. I'm just, I'm so, I respect her so much and I'm so impressed. Um, y'all, was that our last that rating, our rating point? Y'all, drop everything. Drop everything now. now. And meet me in the pouring rain. <laughs> I know, I was about to finish it. 
drop <laughs> drop everything and after you're soaking wet from the pouring rain and you've kissed someone on the sidewalk and you've taken away the pain go to barnes and noble and get the barnes and noble get the edition taylor swift version because it has the taylor swift playlist we're gonna go do that just to have one so we can look at it yeah have to um and yeah keep us posted shoot us an email let us know your thoughts if you if you object if you saw anything or if there's something we didn't mention and you'd like to share it with us we'd love to know also what are your thoughts on taylor swift uh a little a little side journey a side quest where we just swifty it out Mm -hmm. we would love to do that for you all um so yeah shoot us an email our kinky kindles pod at gmail.com beautiful follow us on tiktok at okkpod the best yes we love y'all thank you so much for listening we have so much fun recording this this has been such a meaningful part of our life and Uh, yes we love sharing great works of art um and this is theoretically a work of art all right y'all uh until next time I can see you <laughs> up against the wall with me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Elizabeth, speak now immediately. Bye. Bye.